people are gonna ask me why my computer is like facing that way instead of no one's gonna me. ask who's asking everybody this, dude everybody see say, like, who hey, asked bro, why is your computer no one asks me these questions they don't ask you i'm the face of this thing they always ask me all the questions like when are you gonna do this when are you gonna do that bro, when are you gonna have women on the on the show <laughs> who asked you that everybody who's asking and welcome back to the Remnant Podcast. Of course, like always, I am Luis Olvera, aka Audio Life, and this is Danny O. So, Danny, as you can tell, I own more than just black shirts. I actually own different color shirts. I mean, this is pretty dark, but I mean, it's it's still all the same. Well, at this point, people might think that we did the two episodes in one day because I'm wearing the same sweater. Ah, nice. I'm trying, to brand, same I'm trying to brand people. I'm is trying it to the brand. same hat, though? No, different hat. Okay, then, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's the that's the wonderful world of video, Just, <laughs> right? Yeah, you, know, you can do it all the same day. So it's been a couple of days raining outside. Yes, love it. What do we got today? Well, what's going on today? So today, if you people know, you better know because this is a special show. Oh, I'm I'm happy today. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm kind of fanboying out today because today I read. You know, we reached out and he finally got back to us, and it is. Why are you making it sound like he's been ditching us, man? <laughs> wow. Finally. I know. I know. Uh, it sounds like he owes us money. <laughs> this guy. I mean, uh, it's the host of the street gospel, David Arrivalo. Street gospel, light of the temple. Swore swing, kill a lot from the ghetto. The hood messenger, let him know hell's close. Black What's up, man? What's well, it going? Up. It is a honor and a pleasure for you to. I like come the way you said my last name on our pokey little Isn't show. How you say it? No, it, it was good. It's just that the, the, the show everybody calls me Dave One, but you know you said David Arvalo. I haven't heard that since like it was in since like, the last time you got arrested. Since no, no, since like <laughs> it's like my Spanish teacher or something. Bro. <laughs> is that is that bad? No, no, it's good. Oh, okay. I said I liked it. Oh, okay. Hey, except, for, except for the part yeah, you sounded like he was ditching us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. Thanks for having me on the show. First of all, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> thanks for having me on the show, man. Right. I appreciate it. Um, um, appreciate you coming. Man. No, I, I didn't, I didn't put you off. Like I, I think I, you hit me up for last, I think it would have been last week, right? It well, been, it was two weeks ago, two weeks. Ago. And then you were like, Oh, we could do it this Saturday. And I'm like, well, yeah, because he see, yeah. oh, it's my this, schedule. This, this he, is, no, no, no. The problem is the usually truth. is with with guests. It's my schedule. Okay, because I'm the one running around. Okay, all so, over the but, US. But he right. asked me right away, and I said I could do it this Saturday. I'm free. Yeah. And then he goes, Well, let me get back to you. And I yeah. guess that was the yeah. I'm, I'm usually the conflict. Yeah. So wait, so you're putting me off, right? <laughs> <laughs> off. And then yeah, and then you hit me up Monday. You're like I'm free this Saturday. I'm like. And that's when I texted Louis. I was like, bro, you better be free this Saturday. I don't care what you got to do. You got to drop it all because David's coming in. Well, I technically I can't drop it all. I, I still got to go to a birthday after this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, yeah. I hate when people do that to me, bro. Yeah. It happens all the time. You get guests and then they say, you know, uh, yeah, I'll get back to you. And you're like two weeks, three weeks. Like what, what is, what is that? What's the time frame here? You know, you're going to uh, get back to me by what day? Right. So I always try to tell somebody like, Hey, I'll get back to you by Sunday or, you know, or hit me back up Monday. Right. I like when people do that. So, yeah. I try, so again, I try for, to the, that. for those that are joining us and don't know who our guest is, uh, <laughs> just in case, just in case, you know, we got some new followers. Um, he is the host of his own podcast called the street gospel and street gospel podcast. 
I, I feel a little humble. I've, I've seen a lot of the episodes and just, you know, the production value, uh, the quality of everything is up there. I, I've cool. seen Thank the, you. your guests and I'm like, wow, that's, that's awesome. Um, I actually, before, as we were starting this podcast off, I looked at some of your episodes and I'm like, Oh, that's how you should ask that question or this or that. You know, I, I kind of, oh, yeah. yeah, I kind of, sure. I kind of grabs, grabs some stuff, especially when we, we did uh, the interview with uh, pastor Rob, yeah. you've had him on before. Right. So I had to be like, okay, what don't I ask them? That's already that's been out good. there. Yeah. This and that, whatever. Yeah. And then we went down the, um, deconstruction rabbit hole okay. very quickly. And it, it was an amazing experience yeah. at, at having him as our first guest versus you know, knucklehead yeah. one and two, just <laughs> back and forth. I figured people might get tired of just seeing both of our faces only. I think know. that's a good thing though, that you said, because I think I learned from other podcasters too. Yeah. You know, if I listen, I'm like, okay, I like the way he answered that. You know, he asked that question or, you know, I, I think, you know, Joe Rogan, the yeah. best, right? Yes. I, I think Top he, notch, yeah, right he lets people answer. He lets people talk. You know, I, right. I sometimes get a bad habit of jumping in. My wife will remind me, like, oh, you kind of jumped in on that. Oh, part. good. Our wives oh, remind your, us your too. Your wife too. Okay. Yeah. My wife's biggest supporter. Yeah. And, and my always. wife is the reason we have these branded cups. She's like, you can't be giving away free branding to right. other companies. Right. Mm -hmm. We, we, yeah, she's, she's a big part of the podcast. So I have to listen. Um, but I don't really go back and listen to none of my, none of my podcasts. It's, it's, mm. it's rare. Uh -huh. You know, I kind of, there, I have to go back and get some clips right? And, and tell Cam to cut, you know, this part of that part of a, of a clip to make for social media. Right. But I try not to go back and listen because I always feel like, I feel you can get better, but I feel that you, that in the moment, sometimes things feel right. And I don't mm. want to overthink the next podcast. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, okay. I get yeah. it. I get it. I get it. No, I, I have to see it. Yeah, multiple times because everybody, everybody I'm editing, I'm course. editing it, and then he double checks the work. But and, but, but but with that said, do you ever get into the into the mode of like, ah, oh, that's that's I sound so stupid, or I shouldn't have done that, or why am I sitting that way, or what? Look what I'm wearing. Yes, but, See, I don't want to. Okay, do yes, but <laughs> I don't like, want to think about that. True. Like I, I, it, it's just from camera angles point of view, from production point of view, but nothing like oh this and that. I I feel that our first couple of episodes i'm gonna say the first five when it was just us uh, yeah. and even the one with pastor rob like we've we've been learning and adding and stacking yeah. up and Every be like okay we don't time. do this we don't yeah. do this we don't do this right. we have a table now yeah um we were sharing this space now we're not so things have changed around here uh, right. um mics and everything else you know they keep improving as time goes sure. along uh but that's like the only time i really get into let's say my head when i'm editing or anything right. like that that's about it like okay what can we improve this and that right um me sitting in this position is because i was like i was like oh man a, it's not a fat joke but you hide me <laughs> you hide me danny i'm sorry from the camera so now uh, i have to sit kind of in in, in this interesting angle but yeah so you don't do the podcast with danny you do the podcast amongst, amongst danny, danny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I, I, I'm not going to tell you where I stole that line from, but uh, it, it is a line in Bronx Tale. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but he's talking about a, a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, you understand my. But you know, I, I get what you're saying though. So you're looking at it from audio video, and I'm I'm always looking at it from audio video too. 
Mm -hmm. the, the quality, how can we make it better? Why does it sound that way? Da, 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 da. Right. And yeah, in the early beginnings, it was, it was rough. I mean, we had, uh, I mean, we had the roadcaster like you guys, which is, a, right. which is the best. It's the, the, best the mics. I mean, this is unbelievable that the mics are, I mean, I mean, a hundred bucks each, you know, maybe yeah. less. Right. I mean, they're, they're great mics. I think, but the cameras, that was our biggest thing for a long time. Oh, that's, that's time. our biggest thing now. Like right. sometimes Still. they're work, sometimes Still they don't. Know. Sometimes what happens, sometimes I got to make miracles out of whatever I got. Sure. I know. So I, I think we had, it was funny because we had, uh, we were running off camcorders. Okay. Camcorders. Uh -huh. Right. The little handheld cannons, right? right? They were good, but yeah. they weren't sharp. Mm. <laughs> maybe 720, maybe. Ooh. So my buddy was like. Hey, maybe you should adjust it, you know, so they look more. And I was like, and then he's like, you should do this. And he's sending me like these, these little clips of these guys that are w working with DSLRs and mm -hmm, whatever right, else. Right. right. And I'm right. like, bro, I sent him a picture of the camera we're working with. Right. It's <laughs> I mean, like, like, this is already little, adjusted to the, the best Canon one. Right? right. It looks like a little Canon. Right. And then, and I go, this is what we're working. And he goes, Oh, <laughs> he goes, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah that's what we got. So yeah. We, I don't want to reveal what we're working with. Like uh, yeah, yeah, people yeah. are going to be like, how? And I'll be like, Hey, uh, hey Jesus, right. We, there. we make it work. Yeah, exactly. That's what we do. But that's a, I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, there's a, I mean, the power of the internet and podcasting and everything, anybody can put it out. And yeah. I tell people that all the time, like yeah. young guys, what, what, what do I need? How much money do I need? So just get your phone, dude. You, if you really want to record a podcast, put it on your phone. Or if I get young guys and how come you don't put me on your podcast? And, and I'm, you know, I'm very respectful, but I'm right. telling you, bro, this is not that not level. Here, not right. Not but instead of level. telling them like, you're not going to, you're not a good guest for my show. Right. I tell them, Hey, why don't you create your own podcast, bro? You have a great, mm. and they'll be like, cause, cause, they're, cause they're telling me how great their story is. Right. They're like right, right. 20 years old. <laughs> you know, they're like, <laughs> they lived a long life podcast, yeah. bro. I can really bring it. And I'm like, you know what? So I don't want to shoot you down. I don't want to shoot them down. Right? right. So I'm like, Lord, help me, you know, be sensitive to this young guy. Yeah. I don't want to crush his whole spirit, but I'll say, Hey man, do you have a phone? He's like, yeah. And I go, dude, you can create the whole podcast off your phone. Yeah. And they go, if you have a great story, start off with your story and you can start mm -hmm. your own podcast. Hey. Right. Right. Might as well. And so it gets kind of a little tricky. Sometimes I still have yet for <laughs> someone to ask me anything like that. <laughs> actually before before we uh started filming we were going over the things that people are asking danny I, that i have been asked <laughs> what, what what were some of the or oh, why don't we have women yet why don't we ha coming why soon yes. coming soon coming soon but not yet why, why don't we have women what's the other one man i'm trying to blank you said something about the laptop oh no i'm just saying that they'll they'll nitpick like you know why is your laptop see crooked? but nobody's nitpicking me because you're, they know that you're the video and audio guy. I'm like the the social media handling person or other. I'm the one that reaches out to people, and they're like, "So we're gonna talk to that guy." <laughs> so I know, no, we, I know, they, I know. They, they they could punk you over the 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 audio stuff. If they try to go to him with the audio stuff. It's probably he's probably gonna be like, "Look, oh yeah, I got <laughs> right? the answer. He's the man. expert. I got the answer." Right. So, they, so I know, so. I, I know. It sounds like we're going completely off topic, but the reason we're bringing all this up because again. David is also a podcaster, so we assume that he's had similar situations. Yeah. But now let's get back to the topic. So who is David? Who are you? Like, what's your backstory? Yeah. What's my backstory? How far do you want to go back? Let's go back. Way oh, back in the way day. Back. Back. When shoe bait. Well, how does that saying go? Oh. When shoelaces were fat and Michael Jackson was blunt. Oh, oh there we hey. go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you go back a long way. Um, well, I grew up in Southeast LA. Um, I was, uh, a young kid born to teenage parents, mm. uh, unwed, you know, they were, my dad joined the army when I was, you know, before I was born and, uh, they were, you know, he was, he was from the, he was from the neighborhood. Mm. He was from the Florence area. Him and my mom, they grew up there and, uh, they, uh, they got together and they had me, my dad left the army for a year, try to I think get his life straight a little bit and that didn't work. Got out of the army and, you know, went back to, you know, the neighborhood and got out or kicked out. No, no, he, 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 he got out. Oh, yeah. okay. He just, in those days, uh, it was a little different in those days. They would try to, they would take anybody. Oh, okay. And so you would go and you would try to straighten out your life or get, you know, some sort of footing on life. And right. So he was, he was, he, my dad was eccentric in that way of, uh, being from the streets and, and, and growing up rough, but, uh, he was really, uh, patriotic. So mm. he, uh, he liked that he, he joined the military and then he got out and then they, uh, they raised us. We had my sister, Danny, you guys know my sister. And then they had my sister Della. And then, uh, when I was about six, they gave their life to the Lord. Uh, wow got invited to a church and we started going prior to that. They would send me to church on a bus, on a bus. Okay. I was a little kid and it was, this was old school, man. They would send a bus to our apartments and they would put yeah, that, the, that, that growing up. Yeah. Growing up, you like remember that? growing up, well, we didn't have a church bus. We had like the van, the van, yeah, the, the van. And yeah, we were the furthest out cause we were out here in Weeder. Our church was in East LA, oh, okay. like out there off of, uh, well, it used to be Brooklyn and McDonald. Now it's just at Chavez and McDonald, yeah. but out there. Right there. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So we would go. I, I, I right. went and uh, got some sort of sense of God. And when my family got saved, they they, they got saved. And so uh, I got saved when I was six years old, man. But why just you? Why not them? Like, why why, why were they sending you off? Like They were little. You know what I mean? I was I was six years old. They were, you know, Dana was like four and, and my other mm. was two. So they were Right, but were them. your parents going at the time no. or no? So no, then how, the, how I would the, go with how, the neighbors, the neighbors oh, would go. Okay. And then they, the, I think the, the aunt or somebody would go. So I would go with them on the bus and then they would bring you back. So, I, I mean, dude, it was, a, it's funny because I walked to school when I was six years old. Dang. Six years old. I walked to school by myself every day. So, uh, I don't know. My parents, <laughs> they weren't good parents. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, they trusted you. Like, they, were, they, they grew up without parents themselves. Okay. You know what I mean? So it was, they were on their own at right. young age. So I think they thought like, oh, it's fine. Just yeah. going to school. This is what they yeah. it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's I used okay. to walk from like, Just take the candy. It's fine. Huh. Salt Lake Apartments, past Florence, all the way to Corona Elementary. I mean, it was, it was a good little walk, you yeah. know, for a kid, little kid. So we got saved and uh, I, the Lord the Lord touched me, man. I, mm. I had an experience. I had an encounter with Jesus. And wow. I know there's a lot of, uh, a lot of church kids that don't actually have an encounter with Jesus when their parents get saved. Mm. They kind of, uh, they just go to church. It's just a thing. Right. It's just a hobby, you know? And I've talked to many, many guys that have been on our, my podcast right. where they don't have an actual encounter with Jesus. Mm. You know, they're, yeah, yeah. they go to church, they do the Sunday school thing, their family saved. They see God move, but they, but they've never like had an encounter, but I remember having right. an encounter. I remember the Holy spirit touching me and, and really being saved and really filling the Lord. And, and that kind of kept me, 
you know, all, I, all through my youth. That's awesome. I don't think I got to experience like a touch from the Holy Spirit till I was 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. Cause again, I felt like I just went to church, uh, talk to people, Jesus, and then go home. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think I, I didn't realize that that was an issue. I thought everybody was like me. So when I started talking to guys that grew up in the church and maybe fell away and they came back later on in life, I was talking to these guys and I was like, so what happened? And they were like, what do you mean? What happened? I go, you like, you never gave your life to Jesus. And and they were like, no, we were just going to church. We were just, Uh, we were, my parents were saved and there were, some of them were pastoring and they were just like, but I was like, but you never got touched. No, I never had the encounter. Like what? And I was blown away because I was thinking in my head, like, what do you mean? And I went right to my wife and I started, because she got, she, her family came when they were like 10, she was 10. And I go, did you have an encounter with Jesus? She says, yes. She, she rebelled when she was a teen, but she said, I had an encounter. And that, that was always in my mind. Like the Holy Mm. Spirit would bring things like, don't do that. Or, and I was like, yes, that's what I always had. I always had that because I had that encounter. And I was like, I don't understand these people, these people, (laughs) These, These my, guys, my, 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 my friends, you know, right. they didn't have that. And I, I felt for them. And I, and I started asking and doing a, like little research, like, so did you have an encounter with Jesus at a young age? And some would say yes. And some would say no. And I was like, whoa, we're, you know, it's good. We bring the kids to Sunday school and we're bringing them to church, but are we really making sure that they had an encounter? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. did they really feel the Holy spirit? Did the, the Lord really touch them? Because I think we kind of lose that. We think like, oh, they're we're saved. <laughs> we felt the Holy Spirit. Right. But did the kids, you know, when I think about Cam, my producer, my son, <laughs> like I he he'll tell you. I remember when I got prayed for. It was from our friend Ronnie Chavez. He prayed for me and the Holy Spirit touched me that day. Wow. And and so we I see that. You know what I mean? So I think it was really uh it was really eye opening for me. And so if you know, I think if you teach kids or you have kids, you know, pray that the Lord touches them, you know, that they, I know they give their life to Jesus. I know they're probably good kids, but pray that the Holy Spirit, that's what's going to sustain them through, right. through, through the mm-hmm. years. That's, that's one thing that we can actually say with assurance that we have here at our church is that our kids church is not just the, uh, let's go play video games. They have a full on service. Let, let's put on some videos. Yeah. And, um, my my son is the one that uh, I know for the, for a few years I was like these kids come, are coming out saying that they had an encounter, but my son's not saying anything. And then all of a sudden, um, one day he comes out I was like, "Dad, I got baptized in, in in the Holy Ghost fire." I was like, "What?" And he's praying in tongues, and then he kind of has questions. And then two weeks ago, he got baptized, water baptized. And he kept asking about it and he wanted to get baptized back in January. But me and my wife were like, let's explain it to him. Make sure that this is what he wants and not because his other friends are doing it. Right. And then uh, come two weeks ago, he was like, I want to get baptized. I was like, well, this is what this means. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But I want to get baptized. Sure enough, he got water baptized. And uh, we made a, we were, I feel like we were proof. How can I put it? Um, uh, we made sure that we celebrated his baptism with him. Yeah. Like we marked it down on the calendar. Right. We made a, a Google calendar event of it. So every year it pops up 
This is the day you got baptized. This is the day when you came out of the water and said that you are a child of God, that you're a new being here on this earth. Right. And, you know, that's, that's head on. I feel like you hit it right on the, the head on the nail when you were saying that if we teach the kids and they have that encounter, it's going to sustain them. Yeah. And even if they go away, right. Yeah. Even if they, they do fall away. When my, right. when my wife talks about that. She says, you know, yeah, I, re- I rebelled. There was a few years that she, she says she rebelled, but she said that there was always a, a, a voice. She said that she always felt like, you know, I can't do that. Wow. You know, even more than her, her other unsafe friends that fell away, you know, and they had a little group of girls that right. got wild out. And, and I said, well, what sustained you? And she says, she didn't get pregnant. She wasn't promiscuous. She didn't go crazy in the streets. My, my wife's a little, little wild. She'll, she'll throw down. <laughs> and, 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 and she said, you know, just, but she just rebelled. She didn't want to get saved, you know, but she said, that's what sustained her. That's what kept her because her other friends got, you know, pregnant, a very young age, 13, 15, you know, and, and just got crazy. But she said, that's what sustained her. And so, the encounter. I think that's, that's a huge thing that I think we skip. And I felt at a young age, you know, that's what kept me, you know, I, I, I really felt Jesus. And at times when I was a teen, I would get mad. I would, I, my other friends, you know, that I grew up with, right. They were in church and they started like rebelling and, and, and I wouldn't, I would know that oh, this is wrong. Wow. And I was, I'm not going to say like, I was a, I was a church brat. I mean, right. I would have fun and right. I would, do things to people's cars and all that little stuff like that. Right. <laughs> just, just being a, a typical teen. Right? right. I don't think I ever did that, <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't like a, like a bad kid right. in the sense of being bad. I mean, people at church call you bad, right? There's, yeah. pe- there's probably kids here that they call bad. Oh, this kid's bad. Why? Because you know, he wet toilet paper and threw it on the bathroom, you know, <laughs> ceiling. You know, I haven't I mean? heard of that yet. I hope I don't, man. Uh, I mean, but it, but I mean, you know, yeah. it's like it's like really like I, we, we're we're not bad kids. We're just church brats, and we're just kids, right? right? And yeah. so, um, you know, it, it it I would get mad because my other friends started doing more things, you know, oh. and and partying and stuff, and I was like, nah, I don't want to go that route. And sometimes I was like, why do I get convicted every time? Like, don't do that. Like these guys are having fun, and they're and, and they're they're okay with doing this stuff. But I would get like, I can't do it. And I made a, I made a choice like right. 16, 17, like, yeah, they're going that way. I can't go that way. I, I have to, I have to stay over here. And it's not that I didn't battle with things or, or a struggle when I was a youth, teenager, of course, like every teen, you know, you, you, you battle with different things and right. uh, you, you question things, you know, but I think it still, the Holy Spirit was just kind of guiding me there. When you say you were getting upset, were you getting upset at being convicted or you were getting yeah. upset at your... <laughs> yeah, so I'm getting, I'm getting upset. I want to do this. Yeah. Let me do this. Exactly. I'm like, wait. No, no. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's the truth, right? I mean, that's that's everybody. You you uh, get you want to get mad and go off on somebody like as an adult right now, right? right? And then you, the Holy Spirit t- tells you, hey, that's not cool. Like, I have those moments when like, I have like, to tell like, someone. And you're like, but I want to cuss right now. <laughs> Yeah. I want to get pissed. Can right I now. throw this Coke bottle at him? Come yes. on. I want to fight yeah. this dude. Can I and, just and, punch and, him once? Just so once. As a teen, I would, I would be like, why can't I just rebel? Let I him turn the other cheek. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'd be like, you know, so that's, that, that's what I mean by that. Like, oh, I just, okay. I, I wanted to, which I'm thankful I didn't, but I, I wanted to sin and not feel convicted. I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to wow. do things and it not be right. You know, that, that'd be, that the wrong would be right. Not, you know what I mean? Not right. the right thing 
to do, you know? So in my younger years, I had those moments where I, I, I did whatever I wanted to, but let's say like a month in or a weekend or something, I'd get that little, you know, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. Ah, 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 right. It's a, you still go do it, but then now you're like, you feel this the isn't conviction. fun. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, like, it, this isn't it's, fun anymore. Exactly. It's not fun. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not able to sin and have fun and, and not let it bother your conscious or it, your inside. Right. Right. You're, you're, you're getting convicted. It's, I don't want to do that. It's, it's not fun. It's it, because after I feel guilty or convicted or whatever, you know wow. what I mean? So, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> well, now I know my, my teenage years were all jacked up because I didn't have that conviction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Devil already had you. Uh, oh yeah, he, you know he what I sure mean. Did. He sure did. But Jesus said that I am His. So yep, there it goes. With that. So you mentioned your wife of uh, being, you know, being saved, and then she rebelled. Uh, how long have you and your wife been married? We've been married this year. We'll be married twenty nine years. Twenty nine. Wow. Yeah, twenty nine. September will be married twenty nine years. We started dating when we were seventeen, and we knew each other since we were ten. Wait, oh what? yeah, because she got her family came to our church, so we'd be in Sunday school together. I I I didn't like her. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like me. Oh, good. We well, have similar yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean. I mean, I I didn't. You know, I didn't. I wasn't really fond of her. You know, I was wow. just like, ah, she kind of get on my nerves a little bit. And I'm right. She tells me I get on her nerves. The funny thing about this story is, right when we were kids, she would call me David Orange Jello because my last name Arabella. All right. She would say David Orange Jello. Well, that's her last name now. <laughs> <laughs> Orange so, Jello. So, okay. Kind of cool, right? I got yeah. the last laugh here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we became friends when we were like teenagers. I mean, maybe like late 15, 16. And we, we, we started, you know, talking. And, and I think she gave her life to the Lord, went back to the Lord when she was like 16, I would say. 15, 16. Right. And then we... There was a church like prom. So I didn't have a date. She'd have a date. We went as friends. I, I did try to make a move on her, but she wasn't having it. And then Dang, uh, I, just be, I, I did get rejected. And I got a little rejected. upset. Oh. I'm going to lie. And then uh, that I think we didn't talk. And then they, you know, you have your little prom pictures or whatever. So right, we got the right. pictures and then okay. we're like, oh, here you go. Here's your half. Here's my half. And then we started talking again. And then, you know, I started liking her. You know, she was, she was pretty. She was really pretty. She was cool. I liked her because I just felt like she was going to have my back. She was tough. My wife would, she would fight a lot of, she fought a lot of girls. So Dang. hold my earrings. Hold on. Let's go. Yeah. She was that type of girl. So I already, I was like, right. I, I like her because I know she's going to have my back. Like this is, this is cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we, we hooked up. We got married when I was 20 and she was 19. So wow. yeah, that was, uh, that was a little rough. So being married young is uh, tough. This is this is pre, you know, uh, this is pre pastor gets with you for like six months and you go through premarital and all that stuff. No, no, no. This is like you need to marry that girl before you fall into sin. And uh, uh, you know, let's uh, meet real quick. Right. You know, one meeting. You know, like making five yeah. bucks an hour. I think. You know, oh, you guys got to get married. You know, and so not that I didn't love her. I just, you know, nobody really prepared us for for marriage so know? on that topic what what did you find the most difficult about being married so young apart from money yeah I mean, you, the finance. that's I, always you i i well i i proposed to her making five bucks an hour 
And then, but this was twenty years ago. No, yeah, yeah. twenty years ago, five years. This is thirty years ago. Twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is thirty years ago, right? So ninety four, we got married. So that was like making fifteen now. Five bucks was yeah, five bucks Mm -hmm. was like making fifteen now, right? It it was yeah, it was nothing, right? But um, I proposed her making five bucks an hour, and then probably like a month later, I got a job, and I was making. Thirteen seventy five. Ooh, which back then it. that was living good. that life. That was good, dude. Yeah. And then she had a little part time job, so we were we were we were living in a nice Shut little up. apartment yeah. in Downey. Man, we were doing good at that time. Sweet. So, but I think the thing was is just, you know, you're you're super young, and nobody really prepares you for just hey, how to love your wife or how to love your husband. You're just kind of like we're just kind of bouncing around and. Mm doing a little bit of ministry here and there. Um, but nobody's really like getting a hold of us and saying, Hey, how are you really doing? Like, and I, and I, I, I struggled because you know, you're just like, well, how do I be a man or how do I be a husband? Mm, yep, what is the husband right. supposed to do in this yep, case? Right. What is the wife supposed to do? How do I react? You know, um, we weren't, I was prideful, you know, mm-hmm. I, I no, guys don't want help, you know? So it was tough. I think that was the hardest thing is just trying to balance that and and just really you know not knowing how to be a husband it, it mm. you know nobody knows right it's like you have a kid you know nobody knows how to be a father out the gate you know you kind of there's no manual there's all no. kinds of variables and everybody has different ones there's some yeah. common variables but there's a lot of different ones so i think it was just hard to be married young you know it was just nobody was really helping us we had we finally got like in a class got a little bit of help and then there was a couple that reached out to us. I think we, uh, we got mad one day at church and, and, and we left at, at church. Yeah. We, had, we weren't arguing, but I was like, let's just go. And we just left oh, okay. and a couple followed us home. So they followed us home. And, uh, and I was like, and I knew the guy, he's kind of rowdy. Right? And, right. and she knew them really well. Cause her parents helped their, them in, in their marriage. Oh, okay. So they, they followed us home. And I'm, and I'm looking in the rear, I parked the car in front of the apartments and I'm, and I'm looking, I was like, why is this dude, you know, Albert, Patty following us. I get out the car and he goes, what's up, bro? And he's rowdy, right? Rowdy. Albert's gangster. Did you square up? No, up? I didn't. Cause Albert was, <laughs> was like, no, no. I'm, no. Like, I'm like, like, he's following me home. He's Albert like, was up, like bro? the president of like his, his gang's click, like one of the clicks off his gang. Oh, so I was kind of, yeah, he yeah. was like legit. Right. So I'm like, and I knew him, you know, right. but I didn't know him really good. So he's like, what's up, bro. And I'm like, what's up, bro. Like, <laughs> okay. what Who sent you her dad or what, <laughs> you know? So what my wife starts crying to Patty and, uh, they just became our friends. They just loved us, helped us. Uh, when we had problems, came to our house and, right. and just, just really helped me out. He, he passed away last year. And uh, I got to speak at his at his funeral, and I just said said you know hey he really helped me in those early years, and I was very grateful. And and so when we hit ten years married, I remember calling them and saying hey we just we just hit ten years, and then it was twenty years, and I remember calling him, and then twenty five years, you know, and I called them and said hey I want to just thank you guys you know for helping us, right. you know. And he passed last year, but the great friends, and and we just needed somebody to just say it's okay. You're going to make mistakes. Like everybody's been there, you know? Cause I think in the church, we kind of, especially now with it, with social media, oh, yeah. everybody has a perfect marriage on social media or within the church. But in reality, you know, there's a, there's a lot of 
a lot of problems in, yeah. in marriages and it looks great on social media and it looks great that everybody's living that great life. But, you know, um, it's very hard, you know, to, to admit like, Hey, we need help. You know, we can't yeah. do it. And so, and now with social media, it's even highlighted more because everybody thinks like, well, how come I'm not living like that? How come we're not going out to eat every day? Why aren't we going on vacation? Why are they always looking love, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's a lot, man. I don't think that happens on my social media. All I post is cats and how many cats Yvonne wants that's and how we, how many horrible. cats we just take care of outside. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it is, is weird. Yeah. It is weird. <laughs> is that, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if anybody's like, oh yeah, I want to be like them with a the whole farm outside. <laughs> one, one Wednesday after service, there was a whole oh. family cats underneath one of the AC compressors. It was a Sunday night. It was a Sunday night. It was a Sunday night. He adopted all of them or what? Yep. They sure did. They waited. You're a cat guy. Well, now I am. Oh, so your wife was a cat lady. No, no, oh, no. She so is. my wife is an animal lover. Okay, yeah, yeah. Animal lover. Okay. So sees. So, so you got to be an animal lover. An Whether you animal like that's hurt, rescues it, whatever. So with those six baby cats, we took them to a friend who uh, runs her own grooming shop. Right. She helped adopt basically all of them except for one, I think this, yeah. she does. But. Yeah, that's that's what we do. That's how we ended up with okay. our cat that we have now, our doggy that we have now. And yeah. Okay. I, yeah, again, I don't think anybody's on social media like, oh, I want to be like them. They're just like, oh, there they <laughs> go you know, again. But you but you know what I'm saying though. Yeah. Right? Uh, like like everybody, you know, and I, I probably would have had a hard time in those in those early years if there was social media. Dang, right. It would think it, about it. Yeah. You know, and so we just it, it it's tough because you see a lot of young couples and they struggle, you know, and yeah. I, I could tell. You know, we go to church and I can see, you know, like you can just feel it, right? You walk in and you're yeah, like, I know. I, I know there's, there's, there's couples that I see and, and, and we've seen in the past and then it's like, Hey, are you guys okay? Is everything cool. And, and it's hard. It's hard for the men to, mm -hmm. to, to admit that even grown men, it's hard for them to admit that for me, it was a long time. Not, not, uh, not admitting like I need help. I can't, right. I don't know this. And so, um, we see it. And it's, it's, it's tough because you want to help them, but they got to allow themselves to be helped. And, and, you know, some of those marriages are not together anymore. Like, I always wonder that, like, you just approach a couple, like, we see you guys are jacked up. So come here. You know? Yeah. You, you can't, you know, they got, they, people have to open the door. I, I think, oh, okay. you know, you, you, you can, uh, unlock the door for them. Like, Hey. Oh. You guys need anything? We're here, you know. If we love you guys, and you, you guys want to go get some tacos, but you you're know, gonna have right? to open. Yeah, they're gonna have yeah. to open up the door okay. because I, I was that guy, you know. And 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 it's 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 hard to admit that you need help. It really is. You could not get the next one. <laughs> Sorry, I know, I know you're. you're but we, but me and my wife, we've been, we've been, uh, we've been married. It's been, uh, it's been a, uh, a long road. I mean, it, and uh, we love each other. Right. Do anything for each other. We're at a good place. We have adult children now. So it's, you know, me and my wife go to the, we go to the movies like almost every Friday and go eat dinner and right. hang out. And we really enjoy each other, man. So, um, it's a good thing, but it took, it took a lot of work. So if you see my Instagram and it yeah. looks all, it looks all good. It is all good. But guess what? It took a lot of work to get there. Hey, those Paris shots, mm. man. You guys, oh, I think it was for Christmas. Rome. And Rome? Went to Rome. Rome. Yeah. Yeah. For, was it Christmas or New Year? Uh, for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah, I went to I was like, Thanksgiving. Oh, that's legit. Yeah, man, that was that was a blast, dude. I mean, and even, and even okay. So we talk about social media. You guys are like this, right? <laughs> so I, I do jujitsu, and, and right. my, my boy Ralph, 
he was he was going to class, you know, and I was I was in Rome. So the guys at the gym are like, "What's up with Dave, man? We saw he's in Rome." And then he goes, oh, "My boy Ralph's like, yeah, man, yeah, he he went and and the guys are like, dang, bro, like Dave's balling like that or what? Like he he, you know, that's got to be like ten thousand dollars to go, da 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 da." And so my boy Ralph laughs because he's like, no, man, Dave's like a, like a hustler. Like he, he'll find the best deal to go. (laughs) Right. And it was like, I didn't pay for my kids. My kids are adults. You want to go, you pay for yourself. Okay. You know what I mean? I'll, you know, I'll pay for the, for the, the rides to and from the airport and, and parking, whatever, like that stuff. Yeah, that's fine. I got it. We have to pay for it anyways. But you know, I was like, he's telling them like, no, like Dave, you know, that, that trip is like, it was like a thousand bucks each for me and my wife, mm. hotel and flight. What? Yes. So it wasn't a lot. Man, so screw that, Google. I'm going to look at you. Up. I'm going to hit you up next time I got to go on a vacation. Yeah, they're, they're out there, man. So I, I was like, we, we went. It's, it wasn't that much. We spent like maybe a thousand out there. So I'm like, I saved, right. you know, we, 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 we saved and, and we went for it. But in the age of, you know, Instagram and stuff, it looks like, like I'm balling, right? I mean, look, look, look good, right? I mean, I didn't say you were balling, but I was like, wow, that's dope. Just throwing like, down, Charlie yeah. Brown. Yeah, it's like, but but it, but going back to the point, it yeah. it, it can look deceiving, and it, 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 it can, somebody can look better than they really are, and that's the same thing for like a marriage, right? Yeah, Inside true. is is they're not doing good, you know, but they're displaying an outside of we got it all together, we're fine, and uh, I think too many people fall into that trap. You know what? It, it can't give the illusion that you, you know, one day to the next, you and your wife just decided to go to Rome and let's go. When, like you said, you saved, you hustled to look for the right deal. And yeah. Told your kids, if you want to go, you got to pay for yourself. So. Yeah. So they, yeah. you know, they went with us. I think that's like the third trip. I think they, they paid themselves, you know, so yeah. man, that's you know, so it's cool. I mean, it's fun. And, it's important, you know, you yeah. got to spend some time with your wife. So I said, well, you know, let's, let's go. So, yeah. but yeah, it's, we try to make it happen at least once a year or something. That's cool. So did you guys have uh, kids right away or did you wait some time? Yeah, or? we had, she got pregnant like in the 11th month of our, of our first year of being married. So trying to figure out how to be a husband, just trying to figure out how to be a wife. And now you're going right into the parenthood. Yes. Wow. So that, so you, you know, me, me and my wife now we do this, we do marriage coaching. Okay. We help marriage. We teach a marriage class called marriage 100. And we talk about this, like you, you, you have kids, you know, you don't really know each other. So a lot of couples, like they, they have kids within like three, four months, you know, so you're right. just figuring each other out. Now you bring ch- children into the, into the picture so now the busyness of the kids, you know, yeah. practice and school. And even if they're babies, you know, you're just you're the baby, right. you know? And so now it's all about the baby and you're forgetting the marriage. And so we, we've learned that there's couples that get so swamped for, you know, 15 years of busyness with their kids that they forget about each other and they never really work on, on their marriage. Mm. So when the kids are gone, they, they have no, uh, they have no relationship They They look at each other and go, like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Right. And that happened to me and my wife. We, we, the kids were like, it was like four weeks in a row of not of, of the kids being gone that, you know, they live in the house, right. but they were gone. 
you know, they do their own thing, jobs, school. Right. Uh, and so they, they do this stuff and we're sitting there and it was like the first weekend. It's like, Oh, you know, Cam's working ashes out with friends, da, 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 da. And we don't even see them the whole weekend. Right. We go to church, they go to their church. And so we're like, okay. And then the following week we're sitting there again, we're eating dinner and we're watching something, you know, Netflix or something. And I'm like, Hey, this is kind of cool. You know, it's quiet, you know, and just me and you third week comes and it's like, Hey, this is different. You know, it's like, and then we, the fourth week I was like, Hey, you know what? I really like this. And I'm glad we really know each other because there's couples that get to that point and they're like, I don't really like you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that happened a lot with the, the whole COVID shutdowns. Yeah. The, yeah. they were seeing the domestic violence was on the rise. Yeah. Because you're around a, a spouse that you, you know, guys work 12 hours, come home, eat dinner, take a shower, go to bed. Yeah. They do it. Yep. Five that days. was me. They do it five days a week. Yeah. Right. And so I you got seven. You, okay. Seven <laughs> days a week. And then, and then, you know, you see your wife for what? One hour out the day. Yeah. And so boom, like you, you get to a point where like, okay. And then all of a sudden jobs get shut down or things get slow. And now you're like, Hey, uh, who, yeah. who are you again? Yeah. It got to a point where I think that it's a story we tell now. Like it got to a point where two, three weeks in, uh, I was just so annoyed. She was so annoyed. Uh, Saturday morning, she's trying to like trim our dog's hair. And then she accidentally like just clips him. I blow up full volume. This <laughs> and that. She goes at me. Same thing. But it was a, uh, I was used to traveling all over the country, everywhere, right. going this and that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, hi, I love you. Oh, yeah, okay. And then wake and then wake up and do it all over again. Right. All of a sudden now you're stuck with each other. You're looking at her like Kai smile. Like ah. and then she's looking at me like, ah, you're not gonna pick up those socks, huh? And it, it was it was really weird. Yeah, I, I think a lot of couples uh, fell into that into that rut. And with kids and with with ministry, yeah. you can get really swamped and really busy with life. So that, that marriage 100, is it like physical 100? The one that show on, on, on Netflix, you guys go through a bunch of like, you put the marriages through a bunch of, uh, no, I wish that obstacles and all that other <laughs> that stuff. That would be fun, dude. No, we, we call it marriage 100 cause we keep it 100. Okay. okay. I mean, we tell people straight out yeah. and, and it's, it's the class not for everybody. I mean, I, I tell them that. I mean, this is class not for everybody. We're going to keep it 100 because I think that if I don't keep it 100, then I'm doing you a disservice in your marriage. It's true. You know, even in premarital, you know, coaching, we kind of go through that. And I tell the couple, hey, man, listen, this our job is to make sure we cover all the bases and, and, and like break you guys up. Mm -hmm. But it's up to the couple to implement them. Right. And so, you know, because when you, when you go to the count, when you go to premarital stuff, you know, it's, it's kind of tricky because the date's already set, right? The dress is already bought. This is kind of like, this is like a preliminary thing that, especially church people, that they think they just have to do. Oh yeah, we got premarital counseling with our pastor, but right. you already have the date set in August. So it's going to happen no matter what, whether, <laughs> whether you, and so people go to these premarital counseling. Hold on, you got me thinking, you got me really thinking. No, listen, <laughs> they go to these premarital coaching things, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and they go in there. And they don't tell the whole truth because the date's coming because they, they, the, the venue uh, deposits do. 
Wait, so you've encountered couples that hold back while going through pre Bro, all the time. Wow. I don't, I don't think we've had, we've had couples that come to us and say, everything's fine. And then two months later, he had a side chick and she was texting like three dudes. Dang. Wow. So it's like, okay, so you, you're, you, you're wasting my time, right? Right. So, right. you know, it's like. I, I don't think we held back. I think, I think we were in the first and the first time we were walking in with Pastor Rob, I right. think we were just like, are we going to yell at each other? How much of what just happened this week is going to come out? Like, we didn't know. And right. slowly and slowly, like, we, we said what we needed to say, but then we're also grabbing the lessons and, of course, writing down notes. And we're like, oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, oh, I mean, don't it, yell at him. Oh, okay. It, <laughs> you got to get to those parts. You yeah. got to get to the rough parts. And sometimes people don't want to get to the rough parts, right? They don't want to talk about those things. And especially in the church, we don't want to talk about a lot of things. Sex. They don't want to talk about sex. Nobody wants, ooh, sex. I'm like, uh, God made this for yeah. us. Like, there what's the problem? Are. They don't want to talk about, you know, kids. They don't want to talk about baggage. Like ooh, some come pa- past relationships or yeah. even past marriages. And I'm thinking like, you know, they, they, they got a divorce. And right. let's say it was legit, right? You know, and they, right. and they get married. And then they expect like, you know, nothing's going to happen. Are they bring kids into the marriage? Mm. And have you guys talked about that? Like who's disciplining the kids? How are you going to, you know, wow. are yeah, they, are, are you, are you saying that they're going to call him, you know, dad and she's going to, and the, are your kids are going to call her mom? You're forcing them that that's not going to work. Have right. you talked about that? How, how, what rules, what standards, what are your rules in your house? And now you're bringing into one household or now you were married and bringing this baggage and now he's bringing this baggage. And now you both have to share that baggage. People don't talk about that. Yeah. So we try to just bring up That's good. You know, those, <laughs> those issues and those things, because it's, it's never, I mean, we go over like some, some key stuff, you know, we, we, we kind of start slow and we do like a little intro, you know, and then we start getting into like some realistic changes and then we get into relationally, you know, like how to fight fair. You know, because mm. then people, people don't know how to fight. You know, you, you, we're trying to fight like dudes because at, at work, oh. at work, it's like, shut up, punk. Right. Like, you do don't you, know me. Yeah, yeah. And we're yelling. Right? right. And then, so we go and we, and then, so we start fighting with our wife. Our voice gets louder. We get a little huffier, right? Our chest pops out. We're, 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 we're like, and so your wife's looking at you like, who is this dude? He's trying yeah. to punk me. He's trying to, why is he treating me like a dude? <laughs> So the reason why I'm laughing is because I used to be guilty and I had to change it. After I sensed that. You know what I mean? When I first walked in, I sensed it. If we're uh, keeping it 100, yeah. 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 you were that guy. I was that guy. Um, no, so like the first three years of me and my wife's marriage, it was a multitude of things. And one thing that I used to do that I didn't realize was I would go for the jugular. Mm. Like I would, my own wife, I would try to break her down, get her so mad that she would stop like bringing up the subject, whatever we we're talking about, because I felt uncomfortable because she was bringing the truth to my, you know, so I would be aware of it. And because I didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. I was like, nah, I'm going to shut it down right now. And this is how I would do it. And it was like, after we started getting counseling, I was like, I'm the destroying verbally and emotionally. The one person that God has entrusted me with. And right. this is how I tell him. Thank you for blessing me with such a great wife. Right. By putting her down and destroying her verbally. And I was like, wow, great job, Danny. 
Wow. It's, it's, it's very tough when you don't have nobody teaching you that stuff, right. Or helping you right. or, or guiding you to that stuff. I, I, I was, my wife brings up things sometimes and she's like, do you remember when you used to do that? And I was like, I did. Or and something I don't remember. And I'm like, wow. Like she brought up the, she brought up the other day, like, and we were just talking about things and she's like, I remember one time you like yelled at me in front of your dad. And she's like, did he ever tell you anything? And I go, I yelled at you in front of my dad. Right. She was like, yeah, I, I do not remember that. And I was like, I was jacked up. I'm not saying that I, I I'm not, I wasn't telling that I didn't do it. I right. 100% believe I did it, but I was like, that's, I couldn't do that. You know, I, I, w- I wouldn't do that now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, 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 it was just like you, it, you have to learn those things. It takes sure time, do. you know? And, and I think a lot of younger couples want to just have this bliss right away, but it, it, that's not reality. It's two people, two separate families, yeah. right? There's, there's, there's stupid, there's things that are a lot alike, but the things that are a lot different. My, 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 my wife, you know, um, her father was a giver. That's how he showed her love. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we got married, I I was more like of, Hey, I love you. Hey, I, words of affirmation. Yeah. So she's, she, she wants, um, she, her, her way of her, her receiving love was gifts. Right. So I would come with like a gift. And it was nothing, right? It's cheap, a DVD and maybe a flower and a card. Here you go. Right. You know? And then it was like, not that she didn't, but not that she didn't love it or receive it, but she was like, well, that kind of like, that's it. Because that's how she received love. So trying to understand all that. I mean, you don't learn that overnight. You don't, you don't learn, you know, uh, you know, how does your husband love you or how does your wife love you. You don't, the, the, those things all take time. Yeah. And, and so, and you need people that are in your life to kind of guide you through it. I tell I tell men all the time, if you don't have that, find it, go to your church, find an older couple that you admire and ask that dude a million questions. Mm-hmm. Just ask him, you want to be like that guy? You think he has a great marriage and, and let's find out if he does. Right. And then you ask him a million things, right? That's, that's, that's what I tell guys they need to do. You know, just get in. There's no reason why you can't be a good husband. I tell the guys all the time. There's sure. no reason. And there, and there's, it's never too late to be a good husband either. Because mm. we'll get older cats, you know, that come into the class. They've been married a long time. Right. I got a little upper hand now that I'm older, <laughs> right? Going to be 49. So I have a little bit of, there's, there's guys I still go to and ask them questions about marriage and stuff. But I'm a little older now. So I got a little bit more play. But I tell guys all the time, there's no reason why you can't be a good husband. You know, I, I tell this story. I'll tell you guys a story. I, I, I've said it on the podcast a few times. This was, we started the Marriage 100 class like almost five years ago now. And I'm sitting there and I tell my wife, you know, we're putting this class together. You know what this is going to do, right? It's going to bring up old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're probably going to fight. And we did. Yeah. We're going to get it mad, you know, and, and, and I go, but we're going we're gonna to have to go get, get through it. And, and it's, it's, it's going to be hurtful. Right. There's going to be some stuff mm. that we're going to have to bring up that, that it's it just, ah, I don't want to talk about that. Like that was old me and I don't want to do that, you know, <laughs> or, or does that, that was stupid, right. you know? So I'm thinking we're talking one day and, and I ask her, you know, we're married 24 years at this time. And I said, Hey, how long have I been a good husband? And as a dude, you're thinking 
clean three years. Yeah. Right. We we always think we're better than we really are. Right. Mm. And matter of factly within a, a half second of asking that question, she said eight years. You're like, what, what, this doesn't eight, add up. <laughs> eight, eight years. What are you talking about? Eight years. And after I was like, I laughed because I thought she was messing around. She goes, no, eight years, eight years. You've been an amazing husband. Like eight years. She's like, yeah. She's like, what about me? Four years. <laughs> Four years. You've been an amazing. And I said, well, you just be petty. Will you yeah, be petty? I said it out of spite. Right. Wow. Cause I was mad. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah. She goes, you always tried. You know, the first years were tough. And you always tried and, and, and gradually got a little bit better. But she goes, right. but the last eight years, you've been an amazing husband. And so I think she thought like, hey, you're, you're doing great. And I was thinking like, well, that's only 30%, 33% of our marriage that I've been a great husband, right? Right. The other What's the math? 67%. I, 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 66, 67%. Yeah, I sucked, right? right? So like, great. So it bothered me for like four days. It really did. And I was just uh, like, and I was being petty around the house, you know? Right. Eight years, right? And right under my breath, rocking around the house. Eight years, man. I've been freaking bringing the money in all the time, man. I've been working my butt off, man. What do you mean? Okay, I know the first few years were rough, but what the heck? I'm there for our kids. I'm being a baby, right? Right? And then I thought about it and I said, man, you know what? If we plan on being married for the rest of our life, that's probably another 24 years. Right. And if I'm an amazing husband for another 24 years, that'll be 32 years. 32 out of 48 years. Now where's the percentage at? It's got to be like up in the seventies now. Right. That's pretty good. Right. And I think people don't look at the long run in their marriage. Right. And so I tell guys like, how long you been married? 10 years. It sucks, dude. And, and, and they're, they're, they're like, yeah, it's been horrible. Okay. How long do you plan on being married to your wife? I guess forever <laughs> <laughs> with that attitude. Right. Yeah. And I said, would you like to have a good marriage? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's going to start today. And so you can make a change, but you're going to have to do the work. Yeah. We tell that to people all the time. You're going to have to do the work. It's like anything, right? You're going to have to do the work. If you want to change, you want it to be better. Both of you guys have to agree that we're going to do the work and it's going to get better. Right. But I, I tell them it's never too late. You've been married 15 years and it sucked for 15 years. Okay. You plan on being married the rest of your life? Yeah. How much, how much do you think you got to live? I don't know, like 30, 40 years. Okay. So why don't you be a good husband for the next 30, 40 years and live a good life with your wife? Change. Simple. So what is the mentality behind that where like you've been married for X amount of years, say 10 years, right? Right. Now I'm like, oh, I, well, then I don't have any more to learn because I've already been married for 10 years. So what are you going to teach me? Right. Like, why is there that, that blockage where it's like, oh, I can't learn or, or it, re reinvent myself or be a better husband because this is all I got. For men, it's like anything. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the old, I mean, you guys have grandfathers. Right. And, 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 and dads, right. Right. Sometimes those older men get into this thing. Like, this is who I am. That's it. They're not going to change. Right. And you, you've probably said that about them. Right. I've said that, you know, like it's probably not going to change <laughs> unless the Lord really touches him. He's not going to change. Right. 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 Men get in the habit of saying, why well, can't change? Because what does change require? Work, effort, work, effort. Right. 
They don't want to do that. It's very hard to be a good husband. It's very hard to be a good wife. People don't want to work and be, and make the effort, you know, before I got here today, you know what I mean? I'm like, you know, I told my wife, what do I wear? This Ruka sweater or this Carhartt? And, and, and the way I said it, she goes, what do you mean? And I go like this or this. And I kind of got my voice a little bit loud. Right. And I said, but this or this. And I, what is the problem? And she goes, oh, you're going to talk to me like that? And I was like, so what's the, where does the work come in right there? I got to humble myself. I mean, I got to bring my tone down and I have to say, sorry, love. I, I, I said that wrong. Should I wear this, this Ruka sweatshirt I have on right now? Or should I put this Carhartt on? And she goes, I like the Ruka shirt. It's okay. I go, you know what? I'm sorry. It's kind of snapping. That is a microcosm of work. Because my flesh could easily say, well, whatever. I'll just wear whatever. Right. You're not going to help me? Fine. And just leave. Now she's mad. I'm mad. And what am I going to go home to now after this podcast? But, wow. Yeah. Now we have to figure it out again. Just do the work. Just make the effort. Hey, I messed up. And so men don't want to work. And some, sometimes wives don't want to work either. They don't want to do mm-hmm. the hard work. Because doing the hard work requires something. Effort requires a little bit of pain, some suffering, right? It's hard to talk about hard stuff. I don't like to hear how I was in my younger years as a husband. My wife says, I remember when you yelled at me in front of your dad. And I'm like, I did? My dad loved her. I'm like, I, I, I was like, I don't want to talk about this, man. I just feel bad. But right. it's, it, it takes, you have to suffer. You have to work. You have to get past these things to get better. People don't want to do the work. One can almost even translate that to their relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. because it's like in order to get, go deeper with him, in order to be used more, it's like you have to put in the work. You have to put in that effort. Right. And there's a lot of people that just don't want to. And it's crazy because we see it every day. And and look at the rewards, right? It's right. like anything. It's in your career. It's in it's in this podcast, right? It yeah. takes work to show up and, and it takes work to 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 edit it, right? Right. It, it takes effort. How is it going to get better? It's going to take more work to get better. Mm-hmm. Yes, right? And you're like, well, what do we do? Well, we can sit on our laurels and, and use, you know, these cameras and not get better cameras or never get the ATEM, right? Are things that are going to be better? Right. But okay. But the thing is, is you got to be patient with that, right? Okay. We're going to get there. What do we need first? We need this first. Okay. In your marriage, what do I need to work on first on my attitude? Are my replies back with you? Or we got to learn how to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or we got to learn how to work this out. And so you take it step by step and then you start figuring each other out. But then, like with your relation with Christ, seasons change. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Things change and then and new challenges come. What's the new challenge? Oh, this podcast can blow up. Now we got to do what? Oh, we got to make this legit. Right. You know what I mean? We're, we're earning money on YouTube or we're earning money on, on, on Spotify. Now, you know, there's a whole tax thing. Now we got to do that. You know what I mean? Yes, so even with your relationship with Christ, now Christ says, okay, I, I, you got to do a little bit more now. And you're like, oh, I, I can't just, you know, just read, read one cha- chapter and, <laughs> and, and, I can't just chill and, out. and pray for 10 minutes and that's it. Oh, I have to have a good attitude when I go to church. Oh, the pastor wants to use me tomorrow. Like what the heck? It, it, right. it changes. And, and marriage is the same way. The seasons change, right? You don't have kids anymore, you know, or the kids are, are, are teenagers are doing their own thing. 
or, you know, you start getting older. That's where I'm at. Me and my wife are, are, are getting, the kids are pretty much doing their own thing. We don't, we don't even see them sometimes. And then it's me and her. And now it's like, I got to go to the doctor for what I got to get this checked or that checked, or I don't know. I was feeling this today. And we laugh about it right. because we're like, what the heck getting old sucks. Like this is, <laughs> yeah. or we got to go to bed by nine 30 now. And I'm like nine 30. I could you remember I would go to bed at 11, wake up at three 30 to go to work and I was fine. So yeah. seasons are constantly changing and you have to realize that things are going to change and you've got to change with the circumstance. But one thing I would say that, if you want to be a good husband, good wife, just remember this. This is this will this will simplify everything. Women want love, men want respect. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I see that. You guys are guys. You're married. Um, we want respect like women want love. Think about that. We rather have our wife say, and our kids, and our cats say, mm. "I respect you." That would mean more to us than if she said, I love you. But for her, it's all about love. She wants right. love. We want respect. And when, and when I say respect, I'm not talking about street respect. No. I'm not talking, show me respect, fool. I'm not talking about just a respect, like a regard, like a, like, like she held, she has us up there. You know what I mean? I say that that's the way it is. And that's all you got to remember. If you, if you love your wife, just love her. And wives, if you respect your husbands, because that's what they want, you're going to be good. And if you still have a problem after that, husbands loving your wife, think of this. Your wife is God's daughter. Yep. Bottom line. Mm -hmm. Your wife's God's daughter. So when you were dating your, your wife and you would go visit her, you know, the, the house and, and you had to meet the family, you were on your best behavior. You were I had to be. <laughs> you were telling the family like you're going to do all this stuff for her, even if it was a lie. Right. <laughs> you were going to do all this for her, right? Right. But think about this. Like she, she's not her dad's daughter. Ultimately, she's God's daughter. God's daughter yeah. How do I want to treat God's daughter? Mm. Mm -hmm. And we think about the scripture that says that, you know, to treat your wife good until your prayers are not hindered. I, I think like I don't want my prayers to be hindered. My connection to God is based on my relationship with my wife. Come on. Think about that. That's, dude, that's dope. That's, if you that's think good. about that, my relationship, God doesn't say he's going to totally cut us off. But what he says in the word is that your prayers will be hindered. So to me, it's like I'm yelling over this hedge, right? And I'm telling, how can you not hear my, my, my prayer? Right. And he's saying, because I told you, you're not treating your wife good. How could I answer this prayer for you? How could I really, this connection is distorted. This connection is, is blocked. This connection is bad because you're not treating your wife good. So when guys say my relationship with God's fine, it's just my wife's not good. Then your relationship it, it, with God it, is it not can't, fine. It can't be, yeah. right? How could that be? Love God, love people. Well, your wife's part of the people. <laughs> so you're not following that commandment right off the bat. So, Love your wife. Treat her good. As the man of the house, you set the tone. Covering is Jesus over all of us. The man over the wife. The wife over the kids. Mm. That's it. Simple. That's it. So simple, but yet we miss the mark so many but, times. Because it takes work. Yes. Simple is 
going to the gym and working out. We know what we have to do, but it's going to the gym and actually doing it. Nobody has to give us a workout. You can, you can get a workout and get an app and do all that stuff. In reality, you don't need that. You just need to do it. Same True. thing with marriage. You just need to do it. Nike, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Nike was onto something when he came out with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Pretty good. It was a pretty good little marketing campaign. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Yeah, it was a. Ah. And so I know that your dad was a pastor. I know you, your dad got, your parents he, got. He, he wasn't a pastor. He wasn't a pastor. He wait, wasn't what? a pastor. Yeah. He wasn't a pastor. So. I yeah. was the misconception that he was a pastor. No, no. So my dad was a, uh, my dad was a disciple maker. Ooh, that's okay. what my dad was. He, he, he knew how to disciple men. My dad was lucky. He got, he was discipled by some, some great guys okay. coming up the ranks. My dad uh, learned some hard lessons. Right. Um, he never, he never gave up. He, he persevered and, uh, and, and he created some great men of God. I mean, God really used my dad to create some great men of God. I should say that. There's guys that are out there that are pastoring churches that right. they uh, shouldn't be pastoring churches. No, no, no. Oh. They're, they're out there. <laughs> well, there are those guys too, yeah. but they're, uh, he, he helped men that, and, and he had a passion for men to, to see them do good. And so he was, I'm sorry to cut you off, but so he was pastoring without having the title of a pastor. Cause right now the way you're, you're putting it, he was there for, well, I'll say this. I think men in the church, we, 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 you can make a, a greater impact by being a disciple maker than your actual pastor can. Mm. Believe mm. it or not. If, you, if your pastor's not discipling men right. and just being a pastor, I get it. It's busy. A lot of people, he's not going to be able to talk to very yeah, many, everybody, right? Right. We need some good men in the church, but you almost could be more effective as, you know, let's say a marriage coach. Our disciple maker, our Bible study leader, than the actual pastor. The pastor sets the tone, of course, but it's the one-on-one, the fellowship after the calls, the texts. You know, the the pastor can't do it for everybody. He can't. But if you, you're a good leader, and and you can say, you know, like my dad, I I think I could probably name four guys. You know, and 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 some of them are pastors. Five guys. You know that are that that. That will tell you, yeah, he 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 took me, and you know, mm-hmm. I, there's there's the uh, Pastor Mark right here in Woodier. You know, he tells me he goes, I disciple men the way your dad discipled me, and I was wow. like, whoa, and I was thinking like, thank you for telling me that because that makes me feel proud, man. That's awesome. He goes, yeah, he taught me this way, and that's the way I still do it for my guys today. He's been pastoring for like 25 years, and I'm like, dang. When I go to Vegas, Pastor Art's out there, and same thing. He has young guys that you know that he pa- that he pastors and disciples, and that they'll tell you like, "Oh, he talks about your dad all the time." Wow. This is the way your dad showed him. So I think you can be affected. So my dad was a was a disciple maker, Bible study. He had men's groups. He he led a men's group for a long time called Iron Sharpeners. Right, and uh, he he invested a lot of time in men. Oh, geez, yeah, uh, well. Cause I was going to ask like, how was it to be a pastor's kid? But you weren't even a pastor's I kid. I don't know. I'm glad I wasn't. You know what I mean? I probably wouldn't be here if I was. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> where the hammer drops. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a pastor's kid. I mean, I'm, you know, my, my dad was, my dad was involved a lot in church, you know, him and my mom, were, but 
I've, I always felt like my dad, he went to all my games. Right. He, he went to my high school games. He went to a lot of even away games. He went, he just showed up, you know, he was, I, I, I think uh, he showed a lot of perseverance in his life. He never quit. Uh, you know, at the end it was, it was tough for him because he got sick. Um, but he, he, even through that, you know, he, he persevered and, and still led things and still spoke. And so, uh, yeah, there's, it's, 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 just, uh, it's, I think he really showed me that you can be, uh, effective without being a pastor. Not that being a pastor is, a, is wrong, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes you can get in a culture where you feel, and I think I felt like this for a long time, where you feel like you have to be a pastor to be relevant. I got to be pastor Dave to be relevant. Right. You know what I mean? Or I got to be this or that. And, and I was glad because I, it really showed me, you know, cause early on when I was young, I, I thought I, you know, Hey, let me pastor. And my wife, her dad was a, her dad was right. a legit pastor, but it was rough. And she was like, I'll never be a pastor. My wife would tell me that. And I was like, well, I want to be a pastor. Cause she was a true PK then. She was. Yeah. Okay. It was tough for them. Right. And so, um, I think it really, sh- my dad's really showed me that you don't have to be a, a, a pastor to be effective in the church. And I think sometimes in the church, we, we can get caught up in that. Like I gotta be some, I gotta be somebody, you know, I don't you know. You gotta be the face. Yeah. I gotta be the face. Like in order for me, I, you know, it, I gotta be the guy. I gotta be the guy dropping knowledge on my Instagram and preaching. That's why you see a lot of young guys. They, they, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. I, I like, I'm glad they're doing something and, and some of it's, it's good. Right. But I think they're trying to like school and I'm like, kid, chill. Like just talk about what you're good at. No. I've I've always felt like well, I've always been behind the scenes and now with work and what I do, like it's easier for me to be behind the scenes. So even here at church, yeah, I don't try to be the face or whatever. I just yeah, but I, if, I feel like I know I'm effective. But if somebody came to you with audio video stuff, you would be like, Hey, uh, that's 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 Raman expert. That's where I shine. Yeah, that's where I shine. Someone bring me a microphone. Right. Come on. Yeah, but I I think I think we all have that in us, right? Where we say like, well, that's where I'm I'm good at. You know what I mean? Right. But I think, and that's good. You don't have that sentiment. I'm not saying everybody has that, but I think there's a lot of guys where where they feel like I got to be a faith in order to be a leader. I got to be the pastor, and 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 maybe you will be a pastor one day, and, and maybe God's called you to preach, but in the meantime, what are you doing? Mm. right there's some levels to that right, right? I, I, I gotta work i gotta work my ways up you know I, what what do i need to do you know and some guys will argue that and say you know well if god's called me then i'm just gonna go straight to the top you know what i mean and i'm like <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like uh i don't know if he really wants to work that way you know it's totally up to him of course right, right. but i think the the reality is this i'm probably gonna be Helping Louis with some audio video. And what am I going to be doing? I'm going to be wrapping up cords. That's right. That's it. Right? Oh. And that's where it starts. That's where it starts. You're not running the board. No way. Stay away from the board. Don't touch. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, good. He knows my concept. He knows my concept. Yeah. Very well. yeah don't <laughs> touch it. You. Like, He's, don't Louis know. saying, don't touch the board. What do I do then, Louis? Just watch me. Yeah. Oh, why don't you go grab those cords and then wrap them up? And that's that's the reality of life. You got to put in that yeah. work. You get a job and what do you, you start at the minimum wage and you work your way up. But I think, you know, same thing in the church. That's the way it goes. And it's not yeah. that, I don't think it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. You, you just be great at where you're at right now. Right. Let me, let me be a great Sunday school teacher. 
I want to teach a congregation. Learn to teach these kids first. Come on. Right. Come I want, I, I want to teach a congregation, learn to do this Bible study. Yeah. I want to, you know, pastor over men and women. Hey, why don't you learn to do this men's group first? Come mm, on. Yep. And then there's levels to it. Right. And yes. God eventually he like says, Hey, he's learning. Right. It's getting better. Like it took me a long time to realize it. And I, and, and, and through all those rough seasons of man, I'm just over here doing nothing. I'm, I'm, and then when somebody calls me and say, can you come minister or can you come talk to our guys? Right. I'm like, yes, no problem. And I thought all that stuff, you know, all that, those trials or hardships or that suffering and, and it wasn't easy, but now I get to go, okay, cool. And then now it's like another level, you know, like, oh, what about this? What about that? So you can't get, skip steps. Right. Every, everything is, everything takes time. Well, everything had this reason. Like uh, you were saying, these young guys that were trying to go shoot straight to the top. If you really feel and know that that's what God has called you to do, why not go under somebody or be discipled by somebody yeah. that is either in that position or getting ready to be put in that position? Right. That way you start learning those steps, start learning those seasons. Because, uh, yeah, man, like you see it a lot, of, uh, like you said on social media, anybody can grab a phone and open up the Bible and this is what the Bible says. Da, 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 da. But where's your knowledge coming from? Where's your wisdom? Where's your experience? Right. Where's the, the discipleship of somebody taking you into their wing and saying like, well, let's really break it down. This is what the Bible really says. And you're off by putting that out there on social media. There, There is a thing in, in jujitsu that I do jujitsu. And there's a, there's a thing that they call is it's lineage, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it's big in jujitsu because when you tell somebody, well, what belt are you? And they say, oh, I'm a purple belt. Okay. Well, who do you train under? Right. I train under Javier Vasquez. You train under Javier Vasquez? Yes. Who did Javier Vasquez train? Under? Well, Javier Vasquez had you know, Carlos Gracie guys and Carl, and he had, you know, uh, Helio Gracie guys. So he's a, oh. there's a good mix of there. So the lineage, then you kind of get, okay, I know what the guy, the style of this guy does. Then you get another guy and you go, well, who do you train under? What's your lineage? Well, I go to 10th planet Redlands. You know, right. Okay. I know 10th planet and I know that guy, Rick. Okay. Rick trained under who? Eddie Bravo. So I know their style. I know where they come from. Right. And I think, I think in the, in, in the church, it's kind of the same, same thing, thing yeah. where we say, okay, well, we're, and then we don't do it in a bad way, but we know like, well, well what's your lineage? Who discipled you? Mm. Uncle Woody used to ask, ask us that at plain who's discipling you, bro. He used to tell us, <laughs> right? right. Who's discipling you, bro. Who, you got somebody discipling you, right. which we're always being discipled by somebody, somebody. Yeah. Right. So I think it goes along the lines, like, you, you get underneath somebody, right? And, I, and I, I just shared this the other day. When we look at the word, we think about Paul. And people will bring up Paul like, well, Paul, you know, Paul, God just called him. He started preaching. Okay. But there is parts where, where Peter, where Paul goes to Peter. Yeah. Right? And, and here's Peter, right? He's had his, he had his rough patches, right? Peter was... Right. You know, like he made a lot of mistakes, acted in haste all the time, right? So then he, he denies Jesus. You know, Jesus cuts off an ear. Yeah, pulls, cuts pulls out, out, pulls out the blade. Yeah, yeah. pulls out the blade. Walk takes two steps on the water. I, I always want to know how many steps, but I just think like one, two, and then he fell in. Right, walks in the water for a minute, takes his eyes off Jesus, and falls boom. in the water. Right. right, just constantly. You know, Jesus comes back, talks. You know, he he he's one of the the inner circle. Right, 
goes with Jesus. They 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 go up to the mountain. They see Jesus. He he transfixes and and, right. and he's talking to Elijah. He's talking to Moses. Here Peter's like, "Hey, I'll make you guys three tabernacles." Like Jesus, like oh, come on, on they're not chilling here, bro. They're going back. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to one day. So he's making all these mistakes. He denies Jesus three times. Right. Jesus comes back. You know, raises from the dead. Sees them on the, on the boat. Right. Right. He comes back. He restores Peter right there. Peter says some dumb things there too, right? Yeah. He's like, well, what about John? You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, Peter's yeah. acting like that, right? But Peter ends up being a great man of God, right? The second half of that, right? He yeah. goes on to live like 30 more years, they believe. Uh, even in the Catholic church, like Peter is like the guy, you know? Yeah. And we went to Rome. We talked about Rome, you know, St. Peter's Basilica. They say he's buried underneath the basilica right there. We saw his tomb, right? And I'm thinking- right. This guy, like, he totally transformed the second part of his life here, sure right? <laughs> right? And, and so, but there were steps. There was lessons through all that. And then Jesus ends up telling, Jesus tells him, you're, you're the rock that my church is going to be built upon. Like, mm. he doesn't say you're the cornerstone. Jesus is the cornerstone. But he says, right. you're the rock that I'm, I'm going I'm to build you on. And I was like, and he told him that early. Then he told him it again. Right. And it was like, what the heck? You know, and Peter transformed the light. And then. Paul says he looks to Peter as a pillar of the church. So when we think about Paul, like, oh, Paul just got like, you know, zapped on the road to Damascus. And then he was just, right. he was oh, the guy, preach, he was yeah. the guy and he just went preaching everywhere. And he was the man, right? Second most famous guy in the Bible next to Jesus, I, mm. I would say. Right. But no, Paul gives Peter, Peter props. No. Like I, he says that he went and spent time with him, you know, and he said that he was one of the pillars. So when I think about that, I was like, man, there, there, there's levels to this. There's yeah. things to this. Like, like Peter, over that first 30 years of his life, you know, hey, he wasn't, he made some mistakes. But in that process, you can be called because Peter was called. Yeah. First, first, one of the first disciples to be called. Every time Jesus mentions his disciples, like Peter's like the first name. Yeah. Right? Right. He's like, right, he's in the inner circle. We know that with James and John. He's, he's like right there. So Peter was the guy, but it was levels. And Jesus was constantly teaching him. And Jesus was like, I can just imagine. Like, Here you go again. Here we go again, Peter. You're going to deny me. No, I'm not, Lord. You know, even when Jesus tells him, you know, hey, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die on a cross. That's it. You know, they're going to, they're going to crucify me. Right. Who, Lord? They're not. Get thee behind me, Satan. He's getting rebuked <laughs> by Jesus. I mean, it can't get any worse than uh, that. You can't rebuke by your pastor, but to get rebuke the actual Jesus. Come on. And so there was levels to that. And then he uh, ends up being this great guy. Like I said, within the Catholic church, he's, he's like this, this magnificent figure, right? I mean, the Christian church, I mean, he, he pushed it to the Gentiles. The Bible said that he went to the Gentiles first and said, no, you, you're, you're, you need this. Yeah. We want to, we want to preach this to you. So he's, uh, he's, there's levels. And I think there's levels to, to guys need to remember there's levels. I think that's where we forget sometimes. Like we just want to jump into it and forget that we have to learn every step of the way, move it level by level and uh, take on this whole persona responsibility that we have no clue on how to do it. Yeah. And that, Oh, well, Jesus called me. Yes. But he also called you through the process. And that's why we know that the seasons change, come and go. And we grow through the seasons. We even grow in the, in the transitional season, part of the seasons. Right. right? Because you, you know, people are like, oh, I'm in this season, that season. But don't forget how it looked like when you transition from one season to the next. 
because in that transition part or in the transition period, it can get a little awkward because you're like, why not got called, but no longer in this season going into this season, but I don't know how that's going to look right. But you go with it. So for you, when did the season start where you started the, the street gospel, you know, the podcast that we know and come to know and love now. Oh, you love it. I love it. (laughs) What about you, Louis? I find it mind blowing of like the people you you get, man. Thank you, man. Like, uh, to name off, of course, we said Pastor Rob. You yeah, had Pastor your, uh, you had your brother-in-law. Right. I mean, that was kind of like <laughs> I needed somebody really bad. He owed me a favor, so I just. Well, it was like episode three, I think. Yeah, yeah. He was early, so then, I was like, you know what? I just got to keep this ball rolling. Then you you've come? also, then you've also had like I don't even know if he was saved at that time. But anyway, <laughs> that's a whole another story. You know what I mean? I think God's been chipping away. It's, Let's it's, go. It's been a process. <laughs> But uh, then you also had guys like um, Wub from POD. Yeah, Wub. Yeah, yeah, then that was good. Was cool. uh, the, uh, Pastor the, J. Halsup. Right. Pastor and then Jay. infamous Mike uh, Mike Servant. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I had Mike Servant, <laughs> man. That was uh, a, <laughs> you know what? Mike's a good dude. Yeah. He's very sincere and he's legit. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, I, he's I, eccentric I, and people don't, I mean, they don't know how to like take it in, but he's like, I looked into his testimony where he was like, the reason why I'm kneeling Jesus Christ all the time is to combat whatever is going on in my mind. That's what he said on the podcast, dude. I was like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, I'm doing that in my mind. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. Right. A thought comes in my mind. Uh, uh, something comes up and I'm like, you that in Jesus name. Like, no, stop. Right. Don't, that's not right. Right. But he just is verbal with it. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't know how many times he says that a day. Maybe something's <laughs> bad happening like 10 times, a, 30 times a day. Like, dude, I'm, what's going I, on? I, I, I heard another interview where he was talking about he got jumped mm-hmm. and then he felt like he's like, I, I could have squared up and this and that. But he's like, I felt God tell me, don't go. Yeah. And then he's like, he got jumped. And then when they were like, someone like came and like yeah, separated and, and then he immediately got up and was like, Hey, I love you guys. Like Jesus Christ, I'm praying for you. And then one of them was like, well then pray for us. Like after even that situation, and you're like, bro, he, he, I got a lot of flack for that podcast. What? Why? You know, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to tell you like this, that those clips went viral. If you go look how many, uh, there's one on there that I think was like 260,000 of him talking. And there's a million comments on that thing. And not a million, but you know, there's a lot. And a lot of people are like, oh, this guy, this, this guy, that. Oh, this guy's a joke. Or this guy, you know, is living off the gospel. And and there was a time when I replied back because I was like, no, like this guy, he lives a very humble life. This guy's legit. Yeah. And then when I go, go listen to the whole podcast, not just this clip. And you're going to see, because a lot of people are like, I thought he was kind of like, just like a, like a joke, like just, you know, like I didn't understand it because the first time I saw yeah. him pop up was Chris at a, Brown. N- no. Chris, oh, Chris that, Brown reposted that, that video of him pop locking with the red sweater on and the Bible and everything. Is that what you're talking about? No, oh, no, no. He, he was at a church. That's the first time I, I saw yeah, that's him. That's the first time I seen him too. When, uh, and I was, I just started discipling with Pastor Rob. This is uh, 2019. And I was like, Pastor Rob, look at this. And he was like, what's wrong with it? I'm like, he's pop locking and He's like, but what if that's how God's using him? Like, you don't know what his his walk with Christ is. So I was like, 
But he's like, it doesn't all look the same. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, I remember when I when I first saw him, he was that. So the connection I had towards him was uh, the uh, pastor's wife at the church I was going to. That was their parent. That was her parents' church where I first saw him, okay. like, pop up or whatever up in, like, yeah, NorCal. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh. And and then then looking in through interviews and podcasts, I'm like, oh, right. oh, I see who he is. Yeah, and you, yeah, because if you just see a clip, you just see part of the picture, right? You don't see the full canvas. And it went, you know, it was it kept going, it going. Mm-hmm. It was like three months, and I would get like hundreds of likes a, a, a day wow. on that video. So I was just letting it roll. But I would go, and sometimes people would say, this is a joke, this is that. And I would answer back, and I would be like, listen to the podcast. Like, like this guy lives a very humble life. This guy's legit. And there was one guy in particular, like, went really hard, and we were going back and forth. And 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 then I, I messaged him. Like, I, in the comments you guys were yeah. going Wow. So I messaged the guy. And then I followed him on my personal, and he followed back. And he apologized. And I said, hey, he goes, I, he goes, I thought this was a joke. I thought he was a joke. And I said, nah, this guy is legit, dude. Right. Like, listen, like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not religious. I know about God. But I'm not. And I said, okay, that's cool, man. I go, but he's legit, bro. I'm telling you. And me and that guy ended up becoming friends. <laughs> and so, that's but cool. there was people that were just really hard on, on, on Mike. And I was just thinking like, why can't Mike, why can't he be used like this? What is the problem? What is so bad? Realistically, what is so bad about what he's doing? He walks around, he screams Jesus name. He preaches to everybody. Yeah. He, he, he prays for all kinds of people. He baptizes people. He baptizes people. And I'm just thinking in my head, like what's so wrong about that? Uh, a few years ago when I started, I came across him and started following him because, you know, thank God pastor Rob corrected me real quick. So I'm like, let me look into this guy. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see his walk. Educated. I I got educated real quick. But it's hard to get a little right. A, a little, especially because again, if the, depending what background you yourself yes. are from, you're like, oh no, that's that's right. it's not Christ like. Because when I first seen him, I go, oh, I seen guys like this in church all the time. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I I can name like ten ten different ten different dudes that uh, you know, and I would always hype the name, but I would always mock them, not mock them, but like. Like I would, I would like, uh, what's the right word here? I would, uh, as a kid, I would see them in church and then I would do them. Like, you know, oh, you're impersonating. I, I, yeah, I would impersonate them. That's the right word. So I would, I would impersonate people from church and we would laugh because it was like, oh, we've seen guys like this, right. you know, and, and they, they become saved and they're, and they're cool. But, you know, I think it's very easy to be like really judgmental on that. On yeah. That Cause you just see him as eccentric huh. and then you're like, Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, he's making money off the church. And I'm just like, bro, the guy lives a really humble life. You follow his Instagram. I, you can tell which I do. And he did this whole road trip and he would stop by because he was speaking, had different speaking engagements. And, uh, he would ask, pray for people on the, like on the street and, uh, Oh, do you want to get baptized? Take them back to like, you know, either the hotel, uh, pool or even the hotel room bathtub. And baptize people in water. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, this guy is like, he's legit. Like, I, I, I just, I had a really good sense of him, and I felt like I think sometimes as as believers we get too caught up in the discernment thing. Mm. We got to be discerning, bro. 
And sometimes we that, like that, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It is a good thing, but sometimes people don't have the spirit of discernment and they want to discern. It's a cop out. <laughs> yes, it is a cop out. It's like you're no, this is more than discerning. You're judging. Uh, mm. Spirit of discernment is is coming from a good place. Spirit of discernment is saying, I'm giving money to this church. The church doesn't have electricity, but the pastor's driving a Mercedes. Mm. That's a good spirit of discernment saying, Yeah, that's not a good that's that's probably not your money's probably not being used right. I have a spirit of discernment. This pastor kind of treats his wife bad. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't go to that church or maybe we shouldn't ask them for marriage advice. <laughs> right. And there's some stuff that goes a little bit beyond that. Right. I get it. But sometimes we get so caught up in the in the spirit of discernment that we 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 miss out on a guy like Mike. And when uh, he came, like that was like the first interview where he wasn't too hyped. And I got to ask him some really serious questions. Right. And then people were like, I thought this guy was a joke, but I watched a podcast and he was great. Yeah. And I said, Yeah, even after. After he prayed for my kids, pray for my, hey, Mike, can you pray for the kids? Just just lift them up right now. And he, and he prayed for them. And it was legit prayer, man. It wasn't like, you know, like religious. Or it wasn't like, I really felt like, man, this is this is from the heart. This is, you know, this is Holy Ghost right here. So, yeah, man, I, I think uh, God's going to use people the way he feels. All right. And he's going to take the, the foolish things of this world that we think is foolish, right? To and he, find the why. Yes. yes. And so I'm like, I'm like, this is what the word says. Why are you, <laughs> why are you thinking this is dumb? Yeah. God said he was going to do this, man. And it's like, I don't get it. Like, this is good. You know? So, yeah. So, I mean, aside from Mike, what are some of the guests that you've had that you feel stand out or, or certain memories that stand out? Yeah. There's the, you, you know, <laughs> we've had on people that, uh, you know, that, when, when guests come to the podcast, we, I always ask them, is there something you don't want to talk about? All right. And I'm not a, a, a Roy Firestone type of guy. Do you remember uh, that movie with Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooding? Uh, if you Jerry Maguire. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Remember the guy that makes Cuba Gooding's character cry? It's a, it, it, and, and, and he's interviewing Cuba Gooding and it's Roy Firestone. He's a legit, was a legit uh, uh, sports uh reporter uh, interview or whatever you want to call him. Right. And then Cuba makes the thing. Like he said, he tells him, Hey Roy, you're not going to make me cry. You're not going to make me cry. And then Roy keeps talking and then, right. and then Cuba's crying. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not Roy Firestone. I'm not going to like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to pull it out of you. I'm just not that guy. Like, I'm not going to, I can ask you these questions. Like I listen to podcasts and I'm like, yeah, I probably wouldn't go there, but that's, <laughs> that's their podcast. You you're not I mean? coffeezilla. Like, you know, yeah. Like <laughs> coffeezilla. Never, He's the never, one ever. that took out the guy from uh, FTX, kind of like exposed him, um, and he, Logan Paul and a couple other people. It's like you know, it's like a setup, right? They come uh, in, right, and right. you're like, oh no, you know, I, there's podcasts out there, and it's like, you know, oh, so you got shot? Have you ever killed anybody yourself? You know, it's like not my podcast, <laughs> right? But so, that's what you avoided asking our ping on on that one. You, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I just don't. <laughs> There's, there's I, no statute of limitations on murder. Uh, so they come uh, in and I ask them that. And I just say, you know, and, and usually it's good. But then we have guests that come in and they go, they say things. And then after it, it causes a little bit of drama, you know, in their family. Right. You know, or I've had, uh, you know, fr- I've had on friends and then I've heard back like they, they uh, like their dads or their uncles or whoever 
are like, well, why does Dave do that? You know, why is he asking them these questions? And, and I'm like, I don't ask them like nothing crazy. I don't put a gun to their head and tell them to come. I give them a platform right. so they can speak this stuff out. You know what I mean? And if they say it, they say it. And I don't try to, you know, pull out more than I should, you know what I mean? Or, mm, or, right. or expose stupid stuff like, oh, you, you know, you cheated on your wife. Was the other girl this? Or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why did you cheat on your wife? You know, or it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I, I don't want to go there. But there's been times when people have gotten upset with me or, you know, I think one time somebody threatened to, to, to sue one of the guests because they, they didn't even expose them, but they assumed that she, she, she was talking about him. What? Yeah, it was just weird. So there's, there's, you know, there's people that were like, you know, got mad, you know, parents like, you know, their kids came on the show and they were kind of like, you know, like, oh, you know, is he going to ask them crazy stuff? There's, you know, I saw a guy, I had a guy on and uh, I seen his brother and uh, I, I said, hey, did you see the podcast with your bro? And he's like, right. he's like, yeah, it was, he was kind of like exaggerating and, and it was, it, nah, it wasn't, that wasn't true. I I wasn't. And, and I went back to the guy and I go, hey, I saw your brother the other day and I asked him and he said that you were exaggerating. He said, what do I have to exaggerate about, man? That's my testimony. That's so what like, I was going to say right now. Like, you can't say, oh, he was exaggerating. That was his point of view. That's how he saw things. It gets weird, dude. And so I, I, I was really, you know, I had people say that I was, I was, um, you know, exploiting them and, 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 you know, and it was just wow. like, I was like, really? And then I got a little bit wigged out by it. I was like, am, am I, is it, is this, you know, is this exploiting people's stories? Is it their testimonies? And I was like, no, these people have told some of these stories in church on right. their own or they, right. they've told, they've told this story. I'm not saying, you know, I might, you know, direct the question a different way or, you know, or, or go a little bit deeper on one end or somewhere else they've never been, but I don't try to like exploit it and make it like this drama thing or for, for, for likes or for, you know, views or subscriptions, whatever you want to call it. You know, I, but it gets, it gets weird sometimes it does. And it's unfortunate, but I've learned like, I'm, I'm, I'm the host, right? You're the guest. We're going to take it where you want to go. It's true. And that's it. If you don't want to take it there, then we won't go there. And so, it's up to them. And, and so it gets, yeah, sometimes it, 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 sometimes it gets weird. So we haven't had any situations where you it, will. Gets, it gets weird. We had, we have had two, two guests that situations arose either because of the podcast. Well, mostly because of the podcast, yeah. not that they said anything offensive or anything like that, but situations arose and, but, what we found uplifting both us to them and them to us was, well, okay. I hope now these clips go viral. And you're like, Oh, that's a crazy attitude to take. Great. Yeah. And, and, it may, and I'm like, okay, good. Like I feel like whatever we did here as a collective is uplifting to them and uplifting to us. Right. And to whoever gets to hear this, like uh, we've also have had comments of some of our guests literally I, I think you showed it to you texted to me right you yeah. screenshot said dude i am going through the exact same right. situation right and there's more of those than the other ones right i mean there's more positive in this podcast to me uh, uh, me too yeah, there's yeah, more yeah, positive yeah. in the podcast than there are negative and to me i'm like 
even if this guest went is went through a small situation because of our yeah. our episode, that person, right. that person, yeah. that comment with that comment, it could have been all of that could have been just for that person, right? And that's amazing. Yeah, it, it gets it gets weird. It does it does get weird because I had other guests and and they didn't even repost the podcast. They said they didn't like it. You know, what? and I was like, oh okay, I, oh. I I thought it was great. You know, I was yeah. like everybody that I talked to said they loved it. And they were like, nah, they just didn't like the way they came off. And so I'm like, well, you know, look at the, look at these people. They said that, you know, that this really touched their heart. They said they could identify with you. Right. And that's the, that's the biggest thing is identification. Who do you identify with? And then yeah. when you hear somebody like, I live that life too. Or somebody went through that or I went right. through that. It's it kind of strange. Yeah. I mean, to, to that note, I've actually erased some of, deleted some of the negative comments. I'm like, leave them. That's what pastor Rob said. He's like, why are you erasing them? <laughs> I'm like, cause them. I'm like, cause this is dumb. Like, why are you attacking this guy? He's just, I mean, there's some that were prof- profanity. Well, like, like a Mike Sermon servants one. There was some yeah, stuff that I was like, oh, okay. this is just, this like is just, off, yeah, you're yeah. just going in on Mike. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, right. this is personal. So, but most of the time I leave them. And, uh, and I was just like, dude, like I, I take it personal because I'm like, I'm bringing these people, bringing these people on, ask them to be vulnerable, open, right, honest, and transparent. And you want to dig into them and just like, oh, what, what is it to be scared of? Ah, this is you know, this is whack. Like you know, they're they're lying. I'm like, how? Where do you get off by saying that they're right. lying? This is this is their testimony. This is what they went through. But you say you they're lying. How? Why? This is crazy. But like you said, it gets weird. People are weird out there on, on yeah, social media. They, that's the problem. You can say anything you want on social media, right? I had I had uh, I had Vanessa Brasenio on. She's a, a licensed married family therapist, and you know she's a pastor's wife, right? So you know, I said as a pastor, and I, I probably said like two times, I I don't call the pastor's wife pastor. I usually call them sister. I call the pastor. Right. pastor. That, that's just my, that's just me. Right. I, I I just always been like that. But I called her pastor because it was it was I was identifying who she was. She was like, you, you know, I was going to say you and your your husband pastors and you're his wife. So uh, you know, no, I'm going to say so. You're a pastor. How do you deal with you know? Right, that makes right, more right. sense. Yeah. So I had a guy comment on on the oh, YouTube. Oh Lord, Here and it was go. like, yeah, you know, Here he's going to say yeah. uh, the pa- <laughs> I, I agreed pretty much with everything you had to say in this podcast and what she had to say. But I thought when you called her pastor that that's reserved for the man and da, da, da. and he went in and I was like, dude, like out of that whole podcast, I'm sad to say that that's the that's only thing you, you took up. away from this. I go for the most part, I don't really call pastors, wives, pastors. I always call them sister at, and right. I go, and if I do call them pastor or sister, it's always out of respect. Right. Any other woman in the church, I just call them by their first name. Yep. But if I have a regard for them, are there, they're, I'm not saying like a status, but I'm saying you know, may an older, an older sister in the Lord or mm. a leader. I always say, Hey, sister, so-and-so sister, so-and-so, you know what I mean? Like, right. so dude, like, well, you, you're tripping off. It was a two hour podcast. And that's what you're mad because I called her pastor twice. And it was in reference to her and her husband pastoring a church, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh man. That's or, crazy. See, I, I, see, and for those watching and listening, I, I don't, know about that's part of our of our programming because i i'm more of the i'm on the editor i 
do all the other stuff, like uh, the audio. Danny's the one in charge yes. of all that stuff. Awesome. You know, so we, Danny we gets split, the drama. Yeah, we I split the, the response. We split the responsibilities. <laughs> and you know, every once every once in a while, he's he's telling me like this or this or that, or you know, we have to agree on like graphics or this and that. That one, like the whole comments, like I know they're gonna come, but I guess I never get to see right. them. No, it's, it's like delete, delete. But then when Pastor, when I, the last one was uh, off of uh, Anthony's episode, Pastor Rob was like, "Well, why are you deleting him?" Like, because it's dumb. He's like, "Well, let them be fools on your on your show. Like, you get you go viral that way." I was like, "Huh, you're right." Yeah, like, I, let, I, I let just be who they are. Yeah, it's just you're not gonna please everybody, and especially on in the internet world. You know, yeah. you can do the most, the best thing for somebody. Dude. You can give food to um, people in Africa. And somebody will say, well, how can we give that food? It's unhealthy for them. Or what, you know what I mean? It's always something. Or why are you giving food to people in Africa? I know we yeah, got people here locally. People like, in Mexico. Yeah. And are you helping people? And, you know, it was like the, like, like the, uh, the abortion thing. Right. right. I, I don't want to get political. I know do it. Do it. Do okay. it. I don't care. But, 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 <laughs> Let's but, go. But, but like the abortion thing. Right. It was so funny because, you know, people the woke people in church. Oh, let's go. But that's, a, that's an oxymoron. You know that's an oxymoron. You cannot be woke and be. No, no, no. Okay. And, and, <laughs> it's so funny. Right. Cause I'm like the, the woke people in church are funny because it's like, uh, they're like, yeah, we should love everybody. You should, you know, black lives matter. The brown lives matter. Asian lives matter. And I was like, yeah, they do. All lives matter. You know? Right. And, all souls matter. And, and and what were you doing prior to that? Jesus says to love, love him and love people. Right. So we were already supposed to be doing that. What were you doing before all this wokeness? Like you should have been doing it already. Right. But anyways, going back to the abortion thing. So, you, you know, we the, the, it got shot down, right. Roe versus Wade, right? right? And so you had the woke Christians in the church saying, they were saying, um, oh, all you Christians that are happy, you know, because- you know, the, this got shut down. So what does that mean? Are you going to, are you going to help with these, these single mothers? Oh, yeah. Are these, are these people that have been, uh, 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 you know, uh, raped or all this stuff? Are you going to help them with the after? And I was like, what a dumb argument. You know what I mean? Cause this right. is the thing you're arguing Roe versus Wade got shut, got stopped. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. You've been praying for that for 50 years. Mm. Now you, you're so woke. You got to find something wrong with this so you can be cool within the church. Right. Like you right. think you're cool. The status, right. The status, right. I, I want to be the wokest Christian at church. Oh, Hey church. What are you going to do with these kids now? Are you going to take care of them? I got so mad because the dude did that. Right. And I was like, I don't put this little comment up on my page. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe it is a little bit in flesh, but I think somebody needs to say this. And so I think my pastor friends always like me because right. they're like, I can't say that, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> right. All my pastor friends tell time. me that yeah, all the yeah, time, yeah, dude. Right. And they're like, yeah, I saw your post, but I didn't like it because I can't. <laughs> and I was like, I got you. Right. So then after um, I put, I said, as believers, we believe in human life in the in the mother's womb right right we believe in human life after it is born which they were arguing are we going to help that and more importantly we believe in human life after they're dead in, in eternity right we all three we're supposed to do that already so why are you making this an argument what are you going to do about the single mother well we've always done love her 
try to help her with her kids. Right. Be nice to her kids. Encourage her if they need something. Well, what were we doing prior to Roe versus Wade? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, well, we were doing that. We were supposed to be doing that anyway. So you can never be woke enough. So woke within the church, like you just said. It's not nice more on this. Yes. Yo. It doesn't make sense because woke before it became woke was we were should have been doing it. Yeah. Loving people and taking care of people and, and, and introducing them to Christ. It's very hard for me, man, because I'm 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 a little political. You probably heard on the podcast sometimes I get uh-huh. a little I get a little political. But I have a I, I have a battle and I realize this. I have to I toned it down because I don't want my voice for politics to be louder than my voice for Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I don't I don't I just don't want that. I, right. I it, it it can't be that. It can't be that. I, I was I was very outspoken on the on the the pandemic stuff. I was very outspoken on yeah, I love those episodes. On, on, on politics. And I and I and I still will be. I'm very right. outspoken on the Second Amendment and all that stuff, right? I'm very out there, you know, and I and I'll tell people the way it is. And right. I, I'm never afraid to back down. I'm not like I love Jack Hibbs. He but he he's he's very political and he's, yeah. he's very biblical too, but he's very he he'll preach powerfully but then he's very political very too political. right i'm not that extreme I, I could be yeah but i just feel like my voice will be turned off automatically and so what i'm trying to do is reach people for jesus ultimately right, right. i mean i don't care you know be great if you if you voted the right way whatever that is <laughs> right well i'm not going to tell right. you how to vote but we, uh, let's be sensible here you know yeah. we're 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 in a bad place right yeah. now yeah. you know yeah. we're we're in a horrible place right now yes we are so I don't, I, 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 I battle with that. And then there's times when I have to say, no, you know what? I might turn somebody off with that comment. You know what I mean? But there's certain things where I'm like, no, you know, the whole, you know, uh, men competing as women in sports. No, not fair. It's, 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 it's a, it's a bad idea. You know, uh, drag shows with kids, bad idea. Dude. Like when, how was that last time in the world? Like, all these drag shows were used to be held at bars and clubs. Yeah. Right. So you had to be 21 in order to attend them. Right. Now they're bringing that to like libraries, libraries kids. Yeah. Events. Like, yeah. We recently I, had someone on the worship team tell us like, Oh, you know, like working at a nonprofit, like, Oh yeah, there's going to be a drag show. And there's nothing about that on the permission sips. Right. I, so I, like, I started thinking, I'm like, so the parents don't even have a choice because they don't even know. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, and what 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 type of grown man, even if he dresses like a woman, wants to do that in front of a kid? Pedophile. Yeah, weirdo. I said it. Not minor attractive no, people. No. A pedophile. Yeah, it's a weird. It's it's weird. So out. it's weird, and it's out there. It's like yeah. why well, I, I I don't get it. You know what I mean? I I I just I, well, I do get it. It's evil. It is right. It's satanic. It's a spirit and it's, 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 it's spreading. And if, and, and that's what I tell, there's a lot of people that are sensible family people that are not saved, yeah. but they're good families, right? right? You can be a good father. You can be a good husband and not, not be saved. Right. And, and, and I'm looking at them and I'm like, look at <laughs> it's, it's, it's blatant. Now it's out yeah. there. They are after your children. They want to teach your children their values, not your values, their, their values. values. Oh. They want to expose your children to all this sexual pornography, yeah. whatever, all this it stuff. Is, it is pornography. Yeah. yeah. They, they want to expose this. They want to 
They want to control your kids and, and, and you don't have no power over your children. If they want to be a girl at school, then we're not going to tell the parents that they're being a little girl at school when they're really a boy. But when they go home, you know, we don't, we don't have, we don't have no obligation to do that, but we can call them Maria instead of Mario. You know what I mean? I mean, they're after your children with the vaccines, with all this stuff. And they're trying to, they're, they're trying to state raise your children. And so I'm like, you guys don't see that? Like, this is, this is bad. Whether you're a believer or not, it's, it's not good. I've actually spoken to a few people in the past, like, a few neighbors. And um, we're like, they've honestly openly have said, we see it, but because of our beliefs and our political stance. So roll with it. I'm like, Really? Wow. You're going to allow this evil to happen because you're a Lord. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, like, this is crazy. This is insane. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, where do you, where do you stand up? Well, you know, that's, that's how it is. I'm like, no. Yeah. And I think that's the problem now. Like, okay. You, if we look back to three years ago, people that voted for Biden. Right. Okay. If you voted for Biden, you're thinking like, I wish I just want peace. I want things, you know, it's, it's too much with, with Trump. It's too crazy. And you, and then you, you, you voted for Biden. Now I think people think like I voted for him. So now I got to stick with him the whole time through. And it's like, no, that was a bad choice. Like you, you have to admit that now. Right. Like there's so many things that they just, don't. they don't, let they it don't go. gas this guy high eggs are $7. Uh, you know, trains are crashing everywhere. You're, you're crazy. And, and Biden's crazy. And he says crazy things all the time. He's not all there. Like, can we admit that this was, it, it's not a good idea that things didn't go the way you thought they were going to go. They won't admit it because they, they, they're like ride or die. If gas goes to $20 and yeah, that's, that's just that's, the way and yeah. it's like, no, like that's dumb. Yeah. You got to say, I made a mistake. I respect people that say that was a mistake. Like that was dumb. That was stupid. That, I, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done it that way. I shouldn't have voted that way. That that was it, my, my bad. It, I thought it was going to be a good thing. And it was bad. And I'm, I'm not saying that Trump's the answer or nothing like that. I don't know. But what I am saying, well, I do know it was the answer. <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we all know that was the answer. I mean, it was just, it was a bad move. And we, and, uh, and I think was. the crazy thing is we knew it right away. Within the first year, you're like, yep. yeah, this is not going to, this is not going Some, good. Something else is going wrong. Like, 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 you know, like right. everything bad is happening. And so, yeah, but now nobody's going to listen to this podcast. because They started talking about politics and I want to <laughs> talk about Jesus. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, I mean, I didn't even get invited to like family weddings because, you know, of, of COVID and, and politics at that time. It was, it was just really I, I had a really, I have, I have a really good friend and hopefully we could get back on the same page here, but I never, he's not saved. He was saved at one time. And then, uh, we were, we were like good friends through right. high school. He's in my wedding and everything. And, uh, you know, we, we lost contact cause he moved. And then, uh, you know, before the, you know, social media and stuff and, uh, I went looking for him one day and I just happened to pass by, you know, the last place I saw him, I, I seen him and he was visiting his family. That's crazy. He lived there. Yeah, yeah. He was sitting down in the, in the driveway. We, we reconnected. And I tell this story because, you know, I love the guy and it witnessed right. him and I, and I, and I shared the love of Jesus to him. And I, and I thought I was being a good representation. And one day he asked me about my politics. Oh. 
And, uh, you know, and I tried to be cool about it. And right. I said, you know, Rob, you know, the bottom line is just Jesus, man. That's right. it. There's some things that I do. There's some values that align a certain way. And, uh, and he's like, oh, no, I already know who you're voting for. And he went in. And uh, I was like, Rob, we're good friends, man. You're in my wedding. I love you, bro. You're like my brother. No, nope. kept going. And then we stopped. And then I said, hey, man, let's just leave it at that. Two weeks later, called me again. Started going in on me again. And it was like, and the hard part now is, to, is, 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 I haven't talked to him for a while. It's to not call him and say, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Christ. Things, <laughs> things are all bad. You know, the right. mask that you're a pussy for, it didn't work. Right. They, they're, here's the study. You know that they said recently that it did come from Wuhan lab. You know what I mean? It's like all these things that you were so adamant and, and wanted to break up our, break up our friendship. Like, cause I went to the point of, Rob, let's just agree to disagree, bro. We're still brothers. Right. I love you, man. Like, let's, let's talk about hoop. You know, basketball, let's talk about our families, you know, let's talk about, let's go, let's go shooting, you know, let's yeah. talk about that stuff. No, you wanted to go in and I'm just like, dude. So it it was, it's, it's it was rough, yeah. you know, but I, I, I have to make it about Jesus. Does, does, does those values and beliefs sometimes line up with certain political true. They beliefs? Do. They do. And, and that's just the way it goes. All like right. we don't believe in drag shows for kids. I, technically I don't believe in drag shows for anybody. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but you know, if you want to go over there with your buddies and do the drag show, then do it, but leave the kids out of it. Like uh, recently um, me and my wife, we got invited to my cousin's wedding and he's getting married to a man in April. And uh, we, you know, cordially declined. We, we love the fact we always, every time we, we uh, meet up with them every so often, we talk to him and his fiance, whatever we, we live on them. But it's like we're not going to show up to your wedding because we we can't. We don't agree. Yeah, we don't agree. We can't support that. Okay, so so the, so, so I have a big thing about that. Yeah, like you could love and not be accepting of everything, right? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 but the, but it's change. And they they tell you that you. I'm not just saying you know homosexuals or anything like that, but anybody that in, in sin, right? They, they say. In order to love me, you have to accept everything that I do. That's a lie. Yeah, that's not true. That's not true. Because you, you then vice versa. Do you accept all my beliefs? And do you, do, you, do, you, do you love me? Well, I don't like your Christian beliefs. Okay, so you don't love me. No, you can love me and not accept my Christian beliefs. Right. Okay, I can love you and not accept your lifestyle. Just because I'm loving, just because I love you doesn't mean I have to accept everything right if and that goes for everything i i loved my uncles you know they they were i loved them but one was an alcoholic and one was a drug addict i didn't love that about them and i wasn't going to be accepting of that if they my neither was my dad you want to stay here no drugs when i leave to work you're gonna have to leave too Hmm. he loved his brothers with all his heart he'd do anything for his brothers but he wasn't gonna agree with their lifestyle that's right and I think sometimes people think that in order to love, we got to be accepting of, of everything that somebody, somebody does. And that's not true. It's not true. And it was crazy. Cause, uh, we sat down and we talked to my mom and my mom said, well, I don't know. Cause you know, it's cause it's my godmother. So she was like, oh, you know, you need not want to be there to support you. I was like, but you know, like as, uh, how can I say as a, you know, an accomplice, you're also supporting what they're doing. She's like, but I'm there for you, Nina. I'm like, 
right. So I just dropped it with my mom. You know, she, you know, I love my mom. She's a believer. She's gonna do what she's gonna do. Um, but apparently, uh, one of my other family members had approached my grandmother because my grandmother was real quick. She was like, "Nope." And I, well, don't you love your 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 grandson? I love him. I pray for him, but I don't agree with what he's doing. Yeah. And I was like, "That's right, Grandma." Peter Ben. Orale. Yeah. <laughs> so now going into this conversation, um, and now kind of pairing it with your podcast, uh, you don't always have Christians on your show. Um, how does that come about? How do you go about that right. with inviting them on your show, um, uh, with the conversations you've had? Cause some have been rough <laughs> and well, like, how do you, cause the cursing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like how do you, how do you deal with that? How do, um, has there been any fruits from those episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. with those, um, guests? So I think, Okay, so the, to answer the first thing, how do, how does that come about? If I see somebody that I think has a good message or a good story, I'll have them on because I believe that I I I believe we can learn from them. Right. I believe they have some good values, some good um, stories uh, that that we as believers can learn from. Sometimes, you know, when Bedros, I Bedros was like to me it was huge yeah bedros was huge right so yes. Be- bedros is a is a is a a guy's guy uh came here as an immigrant worked his way up is a is a, is a millionaire now um talked about hard work talked about men being men mm. uh, uh do, doing the necessary stuff in order to succeed um threw a couple f bombs in there and different stuff he was he was pretty respectful right. um but I thought he had a lot of learning and, and, and I did battle with that because he was, I had taco got on and I'll tell you about him in a minute. And he cussed a little bit. He held back, but Bedros went it went in. Yeah. And so I battled with that and I, and I, and I told my pastor, I said, Hey, um, I had this guy Bedros on and I go check out his, 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 uh, Instagram and stuff. And, and I remember we went to a service and I parked and it was like a, it was like a, special service out by my house and I parked and then uh, my pastor parked next to me and, and he was, it was a longer drive for him. He, he drove out to where I live and uh, he said, Hey, that was an excellent podcast. Come on. That was excellent. And his wife goes, every young man needs to hear that podcast. Mm. And so I was like, huh? I go, you guys are okay with the crazy. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, I get it. You know, he's not saved, but what he said was a lot of Christian kids need to hear that. A lot of yeah, Christian context. Dudes, yeah, the context of it. So I had Kyle uh, Carnahan on, superhuman fathers. His, I mean, these guys' beliefs, they're biblical base. Yeah. Work. You know, you're going to have to do the work. You know, you, you, you're, you're going you're gonna to suffer. It's going to be hard. Things are not always going to go your way, but you're going to have to persevere. These are all uh, uh, biblically-based things. These guys know that, right? And I think sometimes when, 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 I, I think sometimes when you have an emphasis with cussing, mm-hmm. and these guys weren't cussing to cuss, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Sometimes people would just cuss to cuss, and it's just like what, blah 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 blah, and it's just like that doesn't make no sense. These guys cuss with like an emphasis, and it like you're like, yeah. 
And I'm not saying that's a good thing because we have to watch our language. Right. And I always get scared. Like I'm going to, if I minister or I'm speaking in the church, like I'm, I'm something might slip and I'm not a cusser. It's so weird. That's my biggest fear before yeah. I get up on stage. Right. I'm always thinking like, I'm going to don't say <laughs> talk slow and I don't cuss. You know what I mean? So it's that, that used to be my fear back in the day yeah. when my walk wasn't really the, the greatest. I don't know. Oh my God. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? I don't know what it is, but I think, so, so there's that aspect, right? They have a good story. They have good things. And then I think the aspect of, uh, like with Taco God, I mm. liked his, 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 his gimmick. And he came and he talked really well and he dropped a couple F bombs. And, right. and, and I was a little worried about that, but I was like, that is one of my, the first one and the second one are some of my favorite. Probably the first one is like my favorite one. Cause we didn't know each other. Oh, okay. I didn't know him. And he, and, and the crazy thing is he goes, is this a religious podcast? He asked me that. And I said, it's faith-based, but I have everybody on. Right. And he goes, okay. And he showed up and we had a great time and we became good friends. And then he was my first repeat guest mm. and he cussed a little bit more. And then he, and then, but we had a good conversation about faith and I learned about him and how he felt, he, he knew Christ at one time, mm. but he felt that when he was younger, that they weren't accepting of him in the church. And it was a great conversation to open. And a lot of people were like, Hey, that was good, man. Because he really, you know, he really talked about that. And I, and he goes, I, they, they felt that. Right. And when we talked, when we talked now, he's like, I know about the Lord, man. And, and I, I have a relationship with him now. When would that ever been developed? You know what I mean? Like, like it, it, it could have maybe, but right. we, we really, if you listen to that second one, you really see like, man, we're different, but in a lot of ways we're alike. And I was able to share Jesus with him. So I think it, it opens up that door to share with those guys. And I also think it opens up doors for their, their listeners, their, their followers, their right, followers right. to say, what is this? What, what, what is this street gospel podcast? Who is this guy? Day one. What, 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 what is this about? And then they listen to another one. Maybe God uses that one to reach that, that, that person. And so I always think like there's one guest leads to another, but I think one guest and then their followers, you know, right. that you have the potential to kind of say, okay, here we go. You know? So yeah, that's my, that's my, I think that's my strategy, mm. you know, where I'm, I'm going to have these guys. And it's funny because I had Kyle and he was over the top. So he was, <laughs> bah, 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 bah. and then it's funny because we, we, we put an ad for my church in there. Right. And so Cam's like, hey, dad, we, we can't put the ad in this one. <laughs> and there's been a couple that were like, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. put it in that one. That, that's not good. And so, uh, but, but Kyle cussed a lot. And so the very next day, Taco God hits me. And, and look at his name, Taco God, right? Yeah. That was another thing, right? People were like, oh, my God. My pastor loves that guy. We invited him to church. It's, it's been crazy. I'll tell you a little bit more about that story. So we, we uh, the Kyle comes and then Taco God texts me the next day. And he's like, well, it's good to know that somebody cusses more than me on the podcast. <laughs> and I started laughing and I go, well, you need to come on for part three and you right. can get your crown back. <laughs> but, you know, with, with, you know, the, 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 my pastor loved the Taco God one and he loves, and we invited him to, he moved recently, but uh, we loved him. And, and right. it's funny because we, we talked one day we were going to, I was with my pastor and his son and, and another young kid from the church and uh, we're going to get some food. and. Uh, the place we went to was closed. 
So he's like, what about some tacos? And I go, let me, he goes, let's go to this place. And it was, I think Sancho's in, in Huntington beach. And, uh, I go, I go, okay. I go, you know, he goes, Hey, taco God probably did a review on it. Huh? And I was like, he probably did. Let me call him right now. Right. And so his son, Jordan and, 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 uh, and this other kid in the back were like, Hey, uh, Hey, uh, Joseph, they were like, uh, who's this taco God guy. Right. So I put on speaker. Hey, taco God, what's up, bro? How you doing, man? Hey, have you been to Sancho's? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're like talking. They're like, who is this guy? I go look up his Instagram. So they start scrolling. They're like, oh, this guy, this guy gets paid to give taco reviews. They're like cracking crack, you know? <laughs> up. That's my dream come true. Yeah, like, yeah. This is great. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, what the heck? And, and, then the, and then the very next day, just so happened, Joseph works at Hobby Lobby. Who walks in? Taco, taco God. God. And he's buying some stuff. And he puts it on the thing. And he goes, and Joseph's like, hey, you're Dave's friend. Taco God. And he's like, yeah, dude. He goes, I was in the car last night when he called you. And so we make the connection. Right. And I think that's the, that's the key, man. Like God, you're going to make a connection. Does, does that mean like everybody that I connect was going to be saved right on the spot? No. But I found that when I have those people that, I, that we have a, there is a connection. It's kind of why they came. Cause they know like mm. they, like, like they, they sense that like they, they they know that what they're getting into and why they're coming. And so I don't judge them and I'm able to show a little bit of, of, of a witness through right. the podcast. Like, Hey, we're, and everybody hates you. Like he, he, a lot of your principles are good, man. You know, had the military guy, Angel Cortez, same oh, yeah. thing. And, and it's like, okay. And there's, there's, sometimes does it get hairy? Yeah. Angel started talking about mushrooms and stuff and right. uh, he, he used that for his PTSD and I thought at first I got a little freaked out. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't want to go there. You know, mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't, I, I don't know about that enough is, am I going to be recommending, you know, people take that or what? And then after I did a little research and I was like, okay, this is like, this is not like he's getting high and picking mushrooms in the, in the forest. <laughs> this is all, this yeah. is legit medicinal stuff. Okay, great. But I didn't know about it, but you know, so you might run into that and then you, you just say, Hey, well, we'll just agree to disagree on that. Or I, yeah, I don't believe that, you know, and it's cool. And that's the whole, I think that's the best thing. Sometimes I think when you say like, yeah, why well, I believe this, why well, I believe that. And we live in a, in this woke culture where it's like, no, what I say is totally 1000% right. And even if it is, what is the angle of this person over here? I had my friend Gabby on. She, she'll tell you that she grew up in the church. She was my, my wife's homegirl. She changed my perspective on, on, uh, capital punishment. Mm. I am a law. The law's it. That's it. Right. You know? And so her husband was doing life and got out after doing 25 years. And she was telling me about the process and the, and what happened to him. And, you know, and it changed my perspective on life sentences for, uh, youth that have been convicted. It really did. I was like, man, you know what? That that makes sense. And I kind of backed off of my earlier beliefs of, well, if you do it, that's it, man. You know, you right. do the crime, you're in pain the time. I don't care if it's life. And when you commit a crime when you're like 16, 17 years old, your brain's not fully developed. You're not making them conscious decisions. And does that warrant you, you know, this guy's like 40 something years old now, you know? And like, does that warrant him being in jail for the rest of his life? I don't, I don't know but that's a conversation we should have. So I think sometimes it opens up the eyes. Now, do I compromise my Christian beliefs? No, I never do. Never, never. Yeah. And that's, 
I never can. But I hope I can persuade them and our other followers to to listen to another podcast or even to hear something on my podcast and be like, oh, that's dope. And it's happened. They follow. They, they, I have people that follow. And I'm like, how is this guy following me? And why? He's totally not a believer. But we have like 5,600 uh, followers on the Instagram and then uh, I think uh, 2,000 on the YouTube subscribers. Yeah, it's been going up, man. Slowly but surely frustrating sometimes but <laughs> but now you you've actually ventured off and started off a, a new ig page telios union yeah so what's that all about so well so telios union comes from well, let me tell you from the beginning so a few years ago i think it's like pre-pandemic like i was i was studying one day and I was in the scriptures where it's where it says, you know, it's the uh, Sermon on the Mount, right? In, in in Matthew, right, Matthew five, and I was getting towards the end of that, and it begins to talk about, you know, how how as sinners we, you know, an eye for an eye, we talk about that, an eye for an eye, right? You know, and and Jesus begins to explain, you know, hey, that's that's not who we are. If you're if you're if you're somebody slaps you, then you turn the other cheek. If uh, you know, they want to sue you, you give up your tunic, right? right. Uh, if they ask you to go one mile, you go two, right? And, and I was, I was started, I started studying that a little bit and I was, I was getting into that, you know, and, and the, the one mile and the two mile that, that comes from, that's the, you know, you, that's come from the term, go the extra mile, right? They would make the Jews, the Romans would make the Jews carry the soldiers, would, they would have to stop and then carry their equipment to the next uh, post. It was like a mile away, and 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 they would sometimes the Jews would want to rebel and say, "I'm not carrying it," you know, or I'll just do it to there. Yeah. So it was a big thing for for Jesus to tell them, "Hey, if they ask you, because you would have to stop what you were doing to carry their stuff." What? Yeah. So if you were working yeah. and you were doing something, hey, stop, and you would have to carry their stuff. Well, geez. and and it was like a, it was they're resentful for that, right? Obviously. Right. Here's Jesus telling them, well, if they ask you to carry it for one mile, go two. I'm like, gee, come on, Lord. I'm like, what the heck? And then he says, if you only greet those who greet you and forgive those who forget you. Then he goes in and he says, what more are you doing than others? Mm-hmm. And that bothered me. And it was like, yeah, what more am I? Am I just doing enough? Am I just being average? You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just average. So I started reading that and I was like, man, I got to do more. Like this is, right. this is, and then I read, you read the scriptures a little bit more down. And what does Jesus say? Be perfect. Cause I'm perfect. <laughs> oh, so you want me to do all this stuff. <laughs> you want me perfect. to do more. And now you asking me to be perfect. Cause you're perfect. How? You ever thought about that? How, how, how do I be perfect? He's, is that possible? It's not mm. right. It's not possible. So I begin to study the word perfect. And in the Greek, what is it? It's teleos. Oh. And the word teleos is, it doesn't mean, it, it has a different meaning in the Greek. And what it means is, 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 is an unfinished product, a journey, oh, wow. a destination. And if you think of the prefix tele, you think telephone, right? right? Communication. You think telephone, so it's tele, mm-hmm. right? Uh, television seen further than you can actually see in real life, right? But if you really think about it, telescope. And I put those two together and I'm like, telescope. So here I am 
in this ship and the seas are raging right. and I get out the telescope and I can see land. I got to make it to land. I see land. We got to get there. Seas are raging. I got to work my way there. I can stay on the sea and just <laughs> battle these storms and these waves and this ship might not make it. Or am I going to work my way there? And right. that's what Jesus was talking about. Be perfect because I'm perfect. I'm constantly working my way to get there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going until I get there, right? And so it's a final destination, a finished product. Mm. And so here's Jesus. He's perfected us, right? He's made us righteous right. in his eyes. That means that if we're going to get into heaven and we're, we're saved, then that means he perfected us. We're, we're righteous. That means we're perfect now. But our human flesh has to meet his criteria sometimes. So in order to get better, we got to keep pushing the limit. Right. So I think uh, with Telios uh, Union, uh, I wanted to make that. I wanted to challenge men, you know, and and I didn't want to get out of my lane either. So I, I was I was battling. I don't I don't want to be the guy that knows everything. So what mm. do I know? Well, I know some fitness. Right. You know, I know that we have to be spiritually better. And I know that we have to be better husbands, better fathers, better employees, better workers, mm. better servers in church, all things that we can do better. Right. And I said, I'm going to stay in this lane, fitness, faith, and family. Let's, 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 let's stay in that lane, how we can be better. So I began to just, I put it out there on street gospel and I had like 40 guys hit me up. I need this in my life. And I was like, okay. And it wasn't just like guys from my church. It was guys from my church, guys from other churches, guys from one guy I think is in Germany. Wow. And, and, and yeah, so we've been like different, getting guys different places. And then like, you know, we, we barely started it. And we've had three meetings. We, ha we have like 110 guys. And it's, it's a, it, in a mixed bag of guys. We got firefighters. We got business owners, we got dads, we got single guys, we got guys that are in shape, guys that are out of shape. And so we, it, it's been good and it's been challenging. We got oh, guys, good. We qualify. <laughs> I'm, well, I am in shape. I'm round shape. So a lot of guys wonder why we, we, I get into the physical part and I say this, I said, look, there's a couple of reasons why one, I think if you don't have anything, you can get in shape. Right? right. You don't have ministry. You don't have no status. You don't have no family. You, 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 maybe you don't even have a job. What can I do? What's the immediate thing? I can get in shape. It doesn't take nothing. I can go running. I go to the park. I can lift, weight. I can lift weights. Oh, if I don't have weights, I can, I can do, do push-ups. Push yeah. I can do it. And what happens? You start feeling good about yourself. Right. So your head's, head's raised a little bit. You're feeling good. Okay. So that's, that's, that's one thing. I think when you in shape, I think right off the bat, people respect you. Hmm. Maybe not. It, it may not be a good. Uh, 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 it may be a little judgmental, but I, uh, if you're not in shape, right, to think like, oh, this guy. But I think when a guy's in shape, what do you see? I see discipline. Wait, uh, I think it was either on your post or Pedro's post that he's like, uh, when you show up looking like a slob, I'm. Paraphrasing, when you show up looking like a slob, people won't say anything to your face, but behind doors, they don't respect you. That that, that was bad, just for sure. Because uh, I'm like, it's so before people get all hyphy on here, 
it's not so much just because of the uh the vanity of it but it's even it's even biblical when uh, paul writes he's like we are a temple of the holy spirit so if we we got to take care of it so if it's like i know for me and my wife we always talked about you know being disciplined because we want to be an example and we keep pushing it off and then we've actually come to a point where we're going to start our journey we're going to start Good. you know getting back to because her and I, we used to have a uh, gym dates when we started dating. We were both we right. were both in shape. It, it was Jim's Burger? Huh? No. Oh, oh, twenty four. <laughs> oh my god. Twenty four hours. My bad. No. The okay. I was gym. Oh my bad. I was the game. The game. No, we used to meet up at, at, at twenty four hour fitness because you know open twenty four hours. So we used to meet up and work out together, and we we missed that. And like we you talked about earlier. Um, we allowed life to become part of it. Right. Now, you know, again, God has been speaking to me and her about being being ready, being disciplined, right, and having a plan, getting started in that aspect on the physicality of being in shape, being healthy. We've dropped off on that. We've been disciplined in so many other areas, yeah. But that one main, like, it's a key, like. I don't know, like set it, up the it, rest of it. It, it. it is a key. And okay. So you don't, if you're young, you don't have anything. Maybe things are not going, maybe you're, if you're older, you, things are not going for you. Right. You can get in shape. Right. And you'll feel better about yourself. So that's one thing you can go. May not have the best job. May not be great in my marriage. It may not be all these things, all these things that I, I need to work on. Right. But what can I do right now that can make a difference? I can, I can, I can work out. I can feel a little bit better about myself. So that's number one, right? Feel, just feeling good about yourself right. and having some confidence and, and getting in the gym, you develop some discipline, which, you know, Paul said it, you know, it has some value. Why is that in there? It's in, it's in there. It is. He's saying that it has some value. Well, it has some value, then I need to do it. Number two is if I'm in shape and not sick or not, you know, tired or have some sort of, diabetes or some sort of disease what i can do more in the kingdom i can i can serve more because why because i'm not tired because i'm not waking up and feeling oh man it's sunday i just wish i could just stay in today no i'm feeling i'm waking up and i'm like feel good about myself and get to church today i can serve i can do more i can i can be there for my kids when i get home from work because i don't feel disgusted and, and and i don't have to take all this medication i don't have to rest you know, 30 hours a day, I, I can spend time with my wife. Right. So being healthy allows you to serve. It really does. It does. In a better way. You know, so those two things. And then number three, for men, <laughs> we're the provider. Yeah. Yeah. We are the provider. If you're a man out there and you listen to this and you don't think it's your responsibility, sorry. It's your <laughs> responsibility. You are the provider. If you're not healthy, Who's going to provide for your wife and kids? When I die, I don't want them to have a car wash for me or need to have a car wash. Come for on. Me. It's a fact, right? That's the, that's the, 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 the least thing I want them to worry about. I want them to know like, Hey, he provided, he took care of that for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I live for a long time. Right. But I don't want them to have to worry about things. I am the provider. That means I got to stay healthy. Yeah. How do I, how do I say how, it ain't going to be eating a dozen donuts on, on Sunday morning, just six, even six, right? <laughs> I eat one, one donut a week. And that's on Sunday morning before church. 
There you that's go. my that's my thing. But being healthy for that, right? Like like right. you're taking care of your family. You want to be sick and then your wife has to take care of you? That's not good. No. It's it's ugly. Yeah. It's ugly. And then the last thing is, like you said, right? The way your wife met you, was it totally different than this? Way different. Way different, right? <laughs> so people are gonna get mad at this. They people are gonna get so mad at this. It's disrespectful to your spouse when you let yourself go. Wow. I'm sorry. Come on. We talk about this in marriage 100. Yeah. It is disrespectful if you let, if you were all about, you know, looking good, hair comb, dressing nice, right? Right. Looking good for her. And, 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 and listen, I want everybody, especially the ladies out there. If your husband met you and, 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 and let's say it's not about being super skinny. Are looking like every girl on Instagram, right? No. It's not about that. What did your What did your husband fall in love with? Your best self. Your best self, right? We were all about mm. that. We were all about that when we were trying to win them over. We won them, and we let ourselves go. That is not right. That's disrespectful, and it's both. It's for the women and for them. Ladies, continue to look good for your man. And I'm not saying you got to have some crazy body like like some chick on Instagram or whatever, right? You just need to take care of yourself and look good. Grow old gracefully and look good for him. Guys, I'll, I'll preach to the guys. Same thing. You need to look good for your wife, right? And what does that create? I'm looking good for my wife, but she's going to lust after me even more. <laughs> we gonna have good se- we're we're going to have good sex even better go. than before. Hey, I want to spend more time with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all positive things. Those are four things why we should take care of ourselves and they're all meaning, meaningful things, right? I mean, better marriage, feel better about ourselves. Nobody has to take care of us and we're the provider. We're providing for our families. So, and we're able to serve too. We're able to serve better. So people get mad at, at, at us because we talk about that and then we will get people in the class and lady will raise her hand. Well, what if we're not? Well, we can't be on skinny. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying just, I, did you look like that before you got with your husband or did you have a little makeup on and comb your hair and, and, and dress <laughs> some nice? Chanel, you know? Yeah. What is your husband like? How does he like you? Right. He's going to probably say he likes you just the way you are because that's the right answer. But in his heart of hearts, he's probably saying, man, that's not the woman I married. She I don't know. Her. I like mine with messy hair. Okay. I like her. That's the way. Hair. And then she, does she keep it messy for you? Not intentionally, but yes. Okay. <laughs> I like certain things. My, my wife says uh, she thinks I'm the most hottest when I when when I wear a white t-shirt and jeans. She said that's the way I loved you. Well, you I can pull it off at forty. I, I, at 40, I would have never thought at forty nine that you were forty nine. Even when Next I, month forty nine, yeah. Dude, when I, when I talked to Diana, I was like, "Isn't David the youngest?" She's like, "No, he's the oldest." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Thank you," but I I, I try, you know, and I, and I was at a point where I probably let myself go. There was, there was times when I was like, man, what happened? You know, you just go like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to accept this dad bod and that's just the way it is. And that was like, you know, early, you know, and I was just like, well, you know, and I was active playing hoop and different things, right. but then you get in the mode and you're like, no, but I feel better, you know, that, and I, and you know, they, my kids make fun of me because I walk around the house with no shirt on and I'll flex on my, my son. And he'd be like, oh, you think you're all cool because you go to the gym every day? And I said, and I, and I laugh, but I, in reality, like I feel good about myself. You right. know, I feel good that, that I feel good. You know what I mean? Like, man, I'm 49. I, I, I feel like, 
healthy, you know, it's great. And that doesn't mean that something can happen to me, but it means that I'm going to try to do everything I can to prevent that. But even if something did happen to you, say uh, for some, God forbid, some illness falls on you, your body that is optimal level to be able to combat it. Yeah. So you're not going to be at the same level as somebody else that say, for example, me, I haven't, you know, you know, thank God I haven't been diagnosed with the diabetes or anything, but I know I am at the worst shape of my life I've ever been. Right. And if something fell on me, I would have to combat it a lot, like two or three times harder than your right. body would. Right. Because of, of the, what you've done to it. Yeah. And, and I think you owe it to your, to your wife and your kids. Yeah. Right. To, to be. And then what, what example do we set for them? Mm. Right. What example do we set? And I, mm. I see kids and they're, they're, you know, there's this pre-diabetes bodies and, and, and health. And they're like nine years old mm. and they're eating, you know, junk every day. And it's like, well, gee, where are their parents at? And you listen to the parents and the parents are thrashed and you're like, you gotta be better. It's, it's totally taboo to talk about that in church. Cause we think like, why are you judging brother? But when, when did the health, you know, being healthy physically become vanity though? It can, it, it can be though. Right? It, it can, I, but I'm saying I, I, I do battle with that with like, do, do you know, I'm not, you know, I post stuff on the telly of working out and I post other guys right? and, and they'll, they'll send me in. I, Hey, great job, dude. And I think like, am I, is this, is this kind of just like, you know, it's hard to get away from that. Right. But it, it could be a, a vanity thing. It could be a thing of uh look at me, but we don't even talk about it in the church anymore. Though. No. Like it, it got all clumped up. Like if you are into your, your fitness and your, and your health, then you're vain. Yeah. But if you are dying in the slob, then you're, you're sold out for God. Like, right. how does that make sense? It, it, it doesn't, right. It, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you gotta be healthy. Like I said, you gotta be healthy and you gotta take care of yourself. Right. If I'm healthy then then I can do more for God. I can do more for my family. I can serve more. I'll feel better about myself. Right. You know, you, you automatically, whether you like it or not, when you see somebody that's in shape, you're like, gee, dang, what the heck is that guy doing? You know, you're going to automatically feel better. I think that's, that's one of the aspects of the teleos. And is it, it, does it get controversial? Maybe for some people, you know, but, but controversial how? because they think they, they think like, well, brother, you're judging me on my body or you're judging me on my health. And I'm like, well, I'm not judging you. I'm just like I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Like if you want to get all spiritual, bro, do you believe that eating junk food for the rest of your life could kill you? Yeah. So you're committing, you're committing suicide slowly. <laughs> suicide. So they're breaking the commandment. You're being gluttonous. I mean, yeah. you want to get all religious on it, but no, I, but I, I think, okay, we're Christian men, right? We're Christ followers. We rep Christ. Shouldn't we look the best? Yes. Mm. Shouldn't we be the best? Shouldn't we have some sort of excellence? Shouldn't we uh, be perfect because he's perfect? There should be some sort of excellence. Why, when it comes to our body, we say no? Because why? Because it's hard. Well, it's uh, hard work. It's I'm hard sure. to go to uh, the gym every uh, day. All this just reminds me of that joke. That goes around within Christians like, oh, you're supposed to be a temple, but you look like a cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to use that dude. one. Right? Right. Like you just said I mean, right there, like, oh, we're amongst Denny. I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> like I'm venting right now because I, like we've been having this epiphany. I've been like slacking on starting it. And like on Thursday, I, I attended a funeral 
I couldn't even wear the two suits that I have in my closet. I couldn't wear them. Why? I've, I've been there before. I feel the, like, the trousers didn't fit and I couldn't close the jacket. And everybody's like, and for me, it was a gut punch because I like to dress up. I, I, you know, I, I thrive to put on a suit, you know, look nice. It made us true. It's decent. It made us true. Yeah. I, I look better now than I did when I was like 35. You know See? what I mean? I, I, and I feel better. And that's, I mean, there's, there's some, some aches and pains that I, I don't, appreciate. but that comes with age. That, that comes with age. Yeah. I appreciate it. But the, 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 uh, I, I like that my wife works out. Yeah. I'm attracted to her. I said, man, you look good. Like, wow. Right. Like I'm, 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 I'm happy to be your husband because you look good. She's like, well, I'm, I'm old, I'm old now. She's like, I'm, I'm 48 and I'm, I'm old now, but I go, but you look good. And I, that's all I could ask for. Like right. I want to be my optimal best at this age or that age. You know, do I see guys in the gym that are older than me that are like, I'm like, dang, bro, how old is that fool? He's a, that dude's like right. 50 something. And he's he look cut. Yeah. He's like ripped. And then I get in the flesh and I'm like, he's probably taking juice. Yeah. He's taking <laughs> that TRT. TRT. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking HGH. Yeah. That fool. Look at him. You're all on that. And then something else. Like, a little yeah, bit of GF1. Yeah, you're did. not, you're not natty. Yeah. It makes me feel better about myself. Right. <laughs> I'm all natty. No, you know what I mean? So, uh, but you know, it, it's, we should want to do that. And it's not talked about in the church. And, and, and I think, you know, I was talking to this young guy the other day at church and, the kid's in shape, man. He He's, you know, CrossFit dude. And he's like, we said it at the same time. Like, I want, like he said, it, he goes, I want my wife. And I go, yes, to look, you want to look good for your wife. Right. You want her to desire you. You want right. her to be like, wow. You know what I mean? Like when Adam saw Eve for the first time, I'm sure he was like, dang. Yeah. Right. I mean, take care of yourself. I mean, so that's, that's one aspect. And then just being better. In, 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 in our faith, you know, growing there, you know, pushing that, you know, we got to get going here. Oh no. And then, and then, you know, and just then, the wife texted me. And then I know I'm sorry. My wife hasn't texted me either. <laughs> I'm hungry. So I, I think that, and then, and then in your family, I think yeah. we, we, we can be better. And so I wanted a challenge, man. It's, it's for me, it's, it's challenging for me too. You know, there's times when I, I think stuff or say stuff. Right. And I'm like, I gotta, I have to, I'm setting an example here. Is this what a was this what a, the leader of this group is supposed to be doing? No, right. you know I, I was very transparent the other day too. I was like, look, if I post stuff, I'm I'm doing it, and if I don't post it, uh, I mean, if I'm not doing it, then I will post it too. And so the other day, I said I had a great week. I hit the gym. I read. I should have prayed more. Mm. Next week's go pray more. And right. so today in the morning, I woke up and I was getting. I was. It was raining outside I just went uh, to, you know the gym wasn't open yet i wanted to just make a cup of coffee and read a little bit read, read my new book right and i was like no word first let's post it for the teleos and then we're gonna we're gonna pray and then i was like not gonna pray sitting down i'm gonna pray on my knees and this is nothing to brag about but this right. is what the challenge that i had right and i'm thinking like you're you're the leader you got to do it so it holds me accountable big time right and so got on my knees, prayed, you know what I mean? And then got to go to the gym. That bed looks, that bed felt, looked good, you know, changing and see my wife all cuddled and still sprinkling outside. I'm like, yeah, that looks really good today. I got to get to the gym though. All right. So it, it, it keeps me accountable. And we've had great, you know, some good testimonies. We had a guy the other day, you know, he came, 
was, I think, last Saturday. And he, he we had a, a meeting in the morning, and I encouraged the guys. And then uh, he said in the evening he went to go see Jesus Revolution. And he said the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, hey, you're going to witness to, I want you to go talk to that guy. He was like, come on, man. Like, the heck? It's not, it's, it's not in him. He's a, he's a, a chill dude. He's like, man. Right. He said the guy came up to him. Wow. After the movie. So he said he went for it. He goes, dude, you, the, the meeting this morning gave me the courage. I witnessed to him and I led him to the Lord in the movie theater right there. And uh-huh. I was like, yes. Now guys that signed up for the, for the, uh, for the gym. I got a gym pass. I've been going every day. Good. Keep going. Had a guy come to our church last week, him and his wife, you know? So they showed up at our church. I was like, man, he's like, I go come to church. God will help you come. And it was through that, through that meeting. So it's been, there's been some great testimonies and I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to be like my dad, man, just make it, make a difference in people's lives and, and, and help them and disciple them and encourage them and, and all the, the battles and suffering that I had to go through in my marriage and, and just trying to be a better husband and learn how to be a better husband. The times when I didn't have great jobs or making a lot of money, the Mm -hmm. times when I wasn't being used at church or I, I thought that. I should have been used more right? because I was somebody, you know, uh, all those times when I was on the back burner or, or I felt that God forgot about me or the church forgot about me uh, through all that, you know, wow. I, I just want to give that back. So that's where, that's where that started, man. All right. Well, David, it's been amazing with those, you know, last bit of nuggets that you've left us and yes. apparently with uh, cool, hunger man. in our bellies as well. Uh, uh, I'm hungry too, man. I know. I want to thank you. peanuts over there. <laughs> <laughs> Go for them afterwards. Uh, again, we want to thank you for yes, coming sir. on. It's, thank you. It, it's been different. This, this interview is different. Again, podcaster I to podcaster. So. Cool. Man. A little bit of thug life to thug life. You cool. know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's been different. It's, it's enriching. stuff. It, you no, know, I I like where the uh, flow went. It's, it's been amazing. I, you know, like um, every interview we do, we kind of have a list of like what we're gonna talk about. Kind of went unscripted, but it's been great, and been, uh, we really appreciate amazing. your time. I, it was it was new for me too, man. I, I I'm never <laughs> the guy that answers the question. I'm always the guys right. asking the question. So I appreciate you guys having me out, man. I I, I had a blast. Hopefully. Uh, I didn't talk too much and uh, oh, no, it's been don't great. turn our, your listeners. I think I'll probably be better than art though, for sure. You know <laughs> <what I mean? laughs> All right, we can't wait to have a bot here and then, uh, see the counterpoint of view. Yeah. But again, thank you for coming on. Uh, such, a bless- me, such a blessing to have us. Uh, well, such a blessing for you to have us, Yes, you know, as a no, consideration, guys, man, for having me. I, I appreciate uh Louie and Danny and, uh, you know, uh, city reach and, uh, having me out, man, it was, it was, it was a blast. I was very, uh, excited to do this podcast and I, I, I wish the best for you guys. If you guys need anything or have any questions or any way I can help, I'm always available. Mm, next time I have a flat, I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> I got triple A. No problem. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the remnant podcast. Again, like subscribe. Give us your positive comments. Apparently, give us your negative comments too now. Yes. Danny loves those. I know. This is going to be great. (laughs) Put at Danny. I know. (laughs) Again, if you need some help, if this episode touched you or you feel like you can relate to anything that was on here, please comment. Hit us up. And if, again, we will always try to help you as best we can. If we can't find help, 
if we can't help you, we will always find the help. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Peace.